Minding my business, so worry about your own. Stick with the fast food, cause I am homegrown. Boy is handbreaded, got too much soul. Grandma's foot in it, bless her heart and soul. Over your head, well, it's out of my hands. You are beneath me, you don't understand. Keeping it real, cause I can't help it. Sometimes you just got to be a bit selfish. Sometimes you just got to be a bit selfish. Sometimes you just got to be a bit selfish. Keeping it real, cause I can't help it. Sometimes you just got to be a bit selfish. Live from Ryan's house. In my house. It's the 40 Ounce Fridays podcast. Yay! This is episode 109. Holy shit. We're about to hit that big 110. 110. We should have a 111 special. We should have a 111 special. <laughs> just just because. Right. We're only going to get one 111 special. Yeah. We're already making this one the Summer Boys. <laughs> yeah, I guess this is the Summer Boys episode. This is the first episode <laughs> of Summer. <laughs> Damn, bro. Mm. At this point, uh, I am about a year away from marriage. I know <laughs> it's crazy, right? Yeah, it's it's one of those. It's gonna it's gonna be like more and more surreal to me as the months get closer. Yeah, I it's gonna start going quick too. I bet. I bet like June and July are gonna be like kind of like how June is. June's gonna be, or June has been okay. You know, July's gonna be you know okay. Yeah, August is gonna move a little faster than September. Once it hits January, I'm going to be like, holy fuck, this is so close. Yeah. This is this year. (laughs) It's pretty crazy to me. Because, like, I got, I'm going to be going crazy through weddings. Because I got that one, uh, my cousin's wedding with his baby mama in September. Yeah. And then our our buddy um, is getting married to his girl in January. And then then the fucking best for last grand finale will be (laughs) yours. And then someone else is probably gonna get married in like Vegas, baby. I know it's it's gonna be the party one. Vegas, baby, turn up. It's gonna be great. Turn up responsibly. Yes. <laughs> They're like, y'all don't want to do nothing fun for you. I just want my boys, some beers. Maybe we'll go somewhere, do something cool. Yeah. I just want to chill. I honestly just want to chill. We'll go somewhere because we're in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, but I want to like look up to see what kind of cool like shows or things are going yeah, on around exactly. there. <laughs> But I want to be able to, like, by the time, like, the night's over, we just have a couple hours to just kick it. Yeah. You know? That'll, that, that's going to be fun. It's going to be fun, 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 fun. But, you know, there's still little things I got to get in between before I before we get there. Like, you know, situations with pancakes. Uh, so last... <laughs> last, uh, last Sunday? Yeah, last Sunday. We're recording this Sunday the 26th. So I got home from work. I was really tired. As much as I hate seeing people come in ordering breakfast at like 1.30, I really wanted some breakfast food. So I, I Uber eats some Denny's, right? I got the Build Your Own Grand Slam. So I got the eggs. I added some cheese to it. Got some sausage. You know, some hash yeah. browns, Ooh. biscuit. And I was just like, fuck it. For some reason, you know, you know, Denny's, Denny's has waffles. But it's like 11 bucks for one Belgian waffle. And I'm a waffle boy. I'm a waffle boy, hardcore. Uh, it's very well known that I do not fuck with pancakes heavily at all. I think they're the weakest breakfast food. And I also have personal reasons for why I don't fuck with pancakes. Maybe one day I'll tell that story. I don't think oh, I Oh, God. 
I'm excited for that. <laughs> I should get Cena and Ricky on the podcast so we could all talk. About it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that that would be a fun story to to like shoot back on. But oh god, yeah, but fuck pancakes. Ever since like 2012. Oh, god. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, fuck it, I'll get some pancakes because you can get pancakes with it. And then it was like, what flavor do you want? So I got chocolate chip pancakes. Okay, okay. And then my food shows up, and then. Instead of like giving me butter, it comes with icing because it was chocolate chip pan- pancakes, and I okay. wasn't expecting that. So I was like, "Cool, so I have, like syrup and icing on it, yeah. sweet." While I eat, you know, my toast and my eggs and my sauce. So- uh, yeah, like, yeah. I was excited. Yeah. I was turning on Spy Family. Ooh. You know, I was about to kick back, relax, enjoy my my afternoon, and I I open up the container, so I put the pancakes on the lid side, and then I have my 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 food just still in the container. Put the syrup on my pancakes put the icing on i like take a few bites i'm watching the show i'm like yeah this is nice and i'm sitting on my bed because you know i like to be comfortable yeah and my desk didn't have space i didn't want to feel like moving it to eat and i'm just like huh why are my sheets wet oh why are they sticky the the lid to the container had holes on top right yeah i put the, the syrup in the icing oh shit <laughs> so it fell through the holes and I poured syrup all over my sheets. Oh god. <laughs> so I was just like, oh. oh. So immediately I have to like get something to put under like the container so the the syrup's still not leaking everywhere from my pancakes. Oh, I moved man. that out of the way. I had to take the sheet off my bed and wash it really quick cuz now my fucking sheet has syrup all in. Oh Jesus. Some of the syrup bled through onto the actual mattress. So I had to <laughs> hurry up and scrub that out yeah that'll be there forever forever on my mattress and i'm not trying to get a new mattress i love my mattress right now i got a good few more years on that um so that just sucked i was just like i was tired i just wanted to eat and i was just like god damn it pancakes every time i put my faith in some fucking pancakes and i was telling dina about it and dina was like well i mean technically it was the syrup not the pancakes but i was like but I wouldn't have had syrup if I didn't get pancakes. Yeah, where'd the syrup come from? It came <laughs> from was, the pancakes. She's like, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> dude, I actually... I know I'm being petty, but fuck that, dude. No, I, I gotta be honest. Like, unless Marilyn makes them for me, I don't fuck with pancakes too often. Like, maybe I'll get them on the side. But my personal qualm was like, you know pancakes, right? You know you know how to make a pancake. Mm-hmm. Easiest fucking thing to make in the world, oh, yeah. right? Basic. Batter. Not for me. This is like one of the one things on this godforsaken planet that no matter how hard I try, my I will never make a good pancake. So fun fact I've learned, Ryan can't make pancakes. I can't make pancakes. On a stat sheet which are like his strengths. Yeah, my we- I, I straight <laughs> Weaknesses up- Weaknesses can't make pancakes. I've never made a good pancake in my life and I've fucking tried. Dude, that's wild to me. <laughs> That's like base breakfast. Food. I can I can I can bake some bomb ass brownies. I can make you a margarita from My scratch. Man can I can make, make brownies. I can but can't make a pancake. I can I can cook you a mean fucking steak. Make a whole ass steak, but can't make a pancake. That's why I can make you a pulled pork case barbecue quesadilla. That's what it. That's right. Are you telling you you keep upping the extremes? This nigga <laughs> said he'll make pulled pork. But won't make a pancake. <laughs> I, not that I won't. I, I just, I or genuinely can't. Make can't. A pancake, but he can make pulled pork. 
<laughs> Do you know how long it takes to make pulled pork? <laughs> well, technically, I'm more of like putting it in a quesadilla, but. <laughs> Was Even it? Still. Did I give? I think I'm. You were the one who I gave that to once. Yes. I like put. I feel like I feel was, like that. It was a quesadilla yeah. with like onion, spinach, and pulled pork and yeah. barbecue sauce. <laughs> Yes, sir. Quesadillas oh, are great. That was back when I was trying to do my restaurant idea, leftovers. <laughs> it should have taken off. Oh, yeah. It should have taken off. You know what? I have an idea that I've been shopping around for a minute. I'll talk about it once we get to the game section. Okay, okay. Because cause it's something I've always joked about at work with uh, Kevin. And I was like, you know what? This would actually be kind of cool. So I'll talk about it a little later. Okay. But I want to I wanna say this. If we're tearing like breakfast food stuff, okay. Uh, French, French toast is top tier. Yeah, French toast is like top tier, god tier breakfast food. And oh, it is the king. Which kind of French toast? All of them. All of them. All Any of French them. toast you can think of, it is superior to anything on the breakfast hierarchy. I I once was fucking around. Remember what? I think it was either I hop I hop or Denny's where it was one of those build your own French toast things. Mm -hmm. I wanted to go bananas with it. No bananas though. Um, <laughs> I didn't do bananas. But I think it ended up with I forget what the other stuff was, but it was blueberry. Mm -hmm. French toast with peanut butter syrup. Ooh. And let me tell you, I was people were like, are you sure? And I'm like, yes. And it was good. I bet that it was hit. so fucking good. French toast good. is a god tier. Oh. It, is, it is the god. It is the final boss of yeah. breakfast. Yeah. And then you have like S tier. Uh, waffles are S tier. Uh, argue with your mama. Waffles are S tier. Waffles are S tier. <laughs> and I would put hash browns in S tier. Yeah. I put I, I put a good omelet in S tier, but not most omelets. Yeah, like a really like deep made like like yeah. an omelet made for a meal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, crepes I put in S tier. I could put crepes yeah. in S tier. Maybe like low S tier, but it's there. Yeah, it's kind of fits in the same thing with an omelet, where it's mm -hmm. like a good crepe is fucking crepe. A tier, you got your sausage. Yeah, your you got bacon, a bacon, um, ham. You know yeah. the breakfast ham, kind of like the breakfast meats. I feel like we got to put uh, eggs. In. Too. Eggs there too. Staple. Yes, yes, yeah. They're staples. You know the staples are A tier. Staples are A tier. B tier, you have like the various weird shit that you normally wouldn't get for breakfast. You know, or or even toast. I'd throw toast, toast in B. Toast in B, like English muffins. Yeah, English muffins. Normal muffins. Normal muffins. Uh, what was I gonna say? Maybe a cinnamon roll. Like I, people might argue with me about this, but I would put breakfast burritos in B tier, just because they're good. But they're not always good. Yes, it depends. It really depends on where you're getting your breakfast yeah. burrito, and it's 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 one of those things where you could have a breakfast burrito somewhere and it just ruins the experience for you. Yeah. Or you could go somewhere else and be like, oh my god, why am I eating anything else in my life? Yeah. There's a place in Santa Barbara that still holds the best breakfast burrito I've ever had. Boom. See. <laughs> See. And then my job does not sell good breakfast burritos. So. <laughs> It's it's B tier. It's solid. It's it's up there. C tier, bagels. Uh, bagels. Yeah. 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 Bagels and cream cheese. Yeah. yeah. You can make something out of a bagel to make it an A tier or S tier breakfast. But those are like extra items yeah. to the we're side. Not, we're not necessarily doing combinations. Yeah. Huh, what else would be in C tier? I I'll be generous. I will put pancakes in C tier. Pancakes belong. You know what else belongs in C tier? Hear me out. Cookies. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It, it belongs in as a as a snack. It's definitely a, a, like an A tier maybe. But as a breakfast, like you shouldn't oh. be eating cookies. B tier, Danishes. Danishes, yes. Danishes. Cheese Danish. Mwah. Would you put a cinnamon roll in B tier? 
I put a cinnamon roll in B tier. Yeah. What a about a bear claw? Is that a C? Uh, yeah, bear claw is C. Okay, here's a really hot take. Because I love them with all my heart. I love eating them so much. I will drive down to a special place to get my box of them. Mm. However, for the most part, donuts are D tier. Yeah. For like D tier, low C tier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, D tier, I put cereal. Yeah. Like it's it's all purpose. You know, it's yeah. easy, it's quick. But if I'm thinking about breakfast and I have the time to sit down and have some breakfast, I'm not about to have a bowl of cereal. I'm yeah. gonna have breakfast. Um, I would also put um oatmeal there too. Yeah, I yeah. put oatmeal there too. Yeah. You know, general things like that, cream of wheat. Maybe smoothies. Yeah. Or maybe they'll go up to smoothies and C. C. Yeah. yeah, yeah, smoothies are C. C smoothies oh, are coffee C is A tier. Yeah, coffee is A tier. Coffee can be A tier or S tier, depending. But you might say, hey, coffee's not a breakfast. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, the, you're yes, supposed to have coffee. People that have coffee at like 5 p.m. are crackheads. Yeah. And it's me. I'm a crackhead. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah, that's for morning things. So this this <laughs> isn't the crackhead level I've hit. I'm like, okay, no more coffee after um, 1 p.m., so I start drinking like Bang or Monster. <laughs> Dude, we're, it's so hard not to have coffee because yeah. I have like almost unlimited access to coffee yeah, at my I, job. Oh my god! Yeah. It's so it, I had to I had to really control myself because I was having so much fucking coffee at one point. It's bad. It, it was not good for me. Yeah, I actually don't. And you could feel I could feel the effects. I was like, I need to chill out. I actually don't allow myself to get bangs at work anymore because oh, so yeah. I drink a cup of coffee with my breakfast at home. I drink a cup of coffee when I get ready, or sometimes I would get a coffee on my way to work. So mm -hmm. I'd have two cups of coffee, go right into work, go up to the vending machine when I clock in, get myself a bang Jesus drink. Jesus Christ, this man is juicing the fuck there, up. There's a reason I haven't grown in like 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll usually have like up to two. I might have one on my way to work. And then have one at work, or I'll just have two at work throughout the day. Like, I'll have one earlier, and then, like, when we close, I'll make another coffee while I'm closing. And then I don't make coffee for the rest of the day. Like, I drink water, or, like, I'll have, like, a beer or something. Yeah. But I mainly drink water when I'm at home. Yeah, water is fucking essential. H2O. So, with that out of the way, we got to, we have to let you know the well, breakfast party. Wait. Oh, juice is B tier. Any juice, juice is B tier. B -tier. But I'm, uh, we don't have an F. I don't think there's F tier breakfast. I think uh, the those fucking steak breakfasts. Why oh. the fuck are you eating a steak for breakfast, <laughs> Ryan? <laughs> Ryan, <laughs> please. <laughs> but like, <laughs> am I wrong though? You're not. It's, it, it is kind of weird. Like the steak and egg. I never, I never got that. I can understand it when it's sliced. But when I'm looking at a breakfast menu and it's a fucking like whole cut of a steak, they, I'm like, yeah, oh, come with on. eggs. They're like <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> it's, like, it's delicious. I, I, I would be lying if I said I never got it before. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. I'll add one last thing to cap this off. Right? All right. We yeah. already said French toast is God tier. Because mm. it is. Mm. It is. Nothing is in that tier with it. Yeah. But I want to say that French toast sticks are like the protagonist that beats yeah. the God at the end of the game. <laughs> they're like yeah. the same yeah because like by all accounts that you look at that you're like that's easy d 
You look at that. You're like, oh, mm -hmm. put the icing on the toaster as it heats up so the icing gets melted. You're like, what the fuck am I doing? Then you take one bite. Holy shit. Imagine all the fucking deliciousness of a French toast, but you could dunk it. You could dunk it. <laughs> like, oh, like, come on, bro. That's unmatched. You know what? <laughs> I'm trying to think of another F. I'm trying to think of another F. Do people eat baked potato for breakfast? What? I will say, um, after that one time you took me to Roscoe's for the first time, I got I got to put fried chicken up in like. Oh, ro fried chicken is S tier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm sure it's delicious, but I don't under. Oh, it has to go with. It, yeah, it has to be up there, bro. It's 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 S tier. Yeah, it's delicious. Chicken and waffles is 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 a contender. It's like the French toast stick rival. Yeah. You know, before the French toast stick, it's godly. How are you feeling, quiche? I like quiche. I haven't had quiche enough. I just don't like it. Really? You don't fucking with I don't it? Fucking with it. I kind of like quiche. Maybe I just the, don't the, have the, bad the, quiche. The two, three times I've ever tried it in my life, I, I remember liking it. I, I remember I, I knew someone who their family made quiche, and they made quiche all the time. It was so fucking gross, but I always ate one to be polite. And maybe I don't know they just it, sucked at making quiche. Maybe. I, I like to think they probably just sucked at making quiche. You know, I'm going to go off a tangent on eggs and shit. Uh, what do you feel about deviled eggs? They okay. Yeah. They there. I liked them as a kid. Yeah. But nowadays, I'm just like, if it's at like a party and it's like, you know, one of the little snacks. Yeah. It's like, like, oh, cool, I'll, deviled I'll, I'll take one. I'll take a deviled egg. But yeah. I'm not going to eat more than one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll have two. But I'm not gonna. It's not like I'll have two right then. Yeah. I won't have one and then come back. And it's have like one. you've had a couple of drinks in. You're walking past the stack bar. You see the plate still there. You're like, oh, don't mind if I do. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man, all right, cool. And then I'll never touch it again. <laughs> Just, there's there's probably oh, far superior man. snacks. We should we should do snack tier list. Episodes. We should do snack tier list. Oh, dude, that'd be hilarious. We're gonna start yelling in one of them. I know that. <laughs> be like, Ryan, you don't understand. <laughs> But, um, oh, welcome. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, we got some stuff to talk about. Uh, real quick, I want to update people on my Marvel journey, my MCU journey. I'm almost caught up. I'm almost caught up. I slowed down because, you know, that was a lot to take in. So I haven't been watching us consistently. Also, I got other podcast stuff. I write. Video games have consumed me. He's a mom who does it all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. And, and I'm never thanked. I have to do everything in this goddamn house. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But um, I have watched some stuff. I got into the shows. So we, we ended on the Infinity Saga stuff, right? Last time we ever yeah, talked yeah. about it? Yeah, Okay. So what happened after? What comes up after that? I think I just went straight into... Um, the early shows. Yeah. So I watched Loki. Yeah, that yeah. was the first show. Because I'm watching Timeline. So Loki is after all that stuff. Yeah, because it's like directly mm -hmm. happens from the um, game. Loki is fucking really good. I've heard. It's really good. Like, it's not my favorite Marvel show I've watched so far. I still have to watch um, Hawkeye. I have to finish Moon Knight, and then I'll be on Miss Marvel. Yeah. It's not my favorite, but I think Loki is the best one. If it, that makes sense. Because it, 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 it was supposed to be the one where it's like, all the other ones are going to set up the multiverse in a sense but loki is like establishing it mm -hmm. like it's, it's a thing it's really fucking good like ryan it's really good you definitely watch it it's okay. it, i was i was very pleased 
I was like, now I'm, I, I'm, I'm definitely more of an MCU Loki fan. I never was very much of one. I was like, he's there. He's a character. He's serviceable. Yeah. He's not annoying. He's always know? fun. Yeah, he's always fun when he shows up, but I never really cared. Dude, I fucking loved him in that show. It was so good, bro. I was sh- I was shocked by how like much I I watched it all in one day. Yeah. I didn't I wasn't going to. I was like, I'll watch like the first two episodes. I watched all six episodes in one day. I was like, yo, and they're getting a season two. So I was just like, okay. I can't wait for you to watch uh, Multiverse of Madness because there's something that is in Loki that when something happened in Multiverse of Madness, I was like, oh, that's how that's going to happen. Okay. 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 <laughs> but then, um, yeah, I really appreciated it. Uh, Jonathan Majors, I believe that's his name, black dude, who was playing, uh, what did they call him? King. Well, they didn't call him King yet. Oh, okay. I forgot what they called him before, but, um, what's the name? I forget. Franklin. The, no, he had like a title. I forget what it was called, but, um, he was great. He was fantastic as that character. It established the whole variant stuff. So we might see more variant type things in the MCU going yeah, on, cause it's which con- is fun. It's confirmed that Kang is the villain for Quantumania. Okay. Good, 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 good. Yeah. yeah I like that. I like the whole setup of like, why we hadn't been seeing anything like that prior and like the yeah the 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 what this what that show really like triggers for everything in the mcu going forward it was really well done oh wilson was fantastic in the show as well he's just a bang up cast like yeah. i enjoyed it it's like, a good it, cast it was it really was a cast. fun time watching this show okay so then after that i watched what if um i liked what if yeah what if was fun it was like I didn't love what if, yeah. but it was fun. What was your favorite of the ifs? Uh, T'Challa started. That one. <laughs> that one is for me. I like that one a lot. For me, it was uh, the one where fucking the Avengers get killed. In the, oh, Nick, by, by Hank. Yeah, yeah. Hank that Hank. was like the best one in that my opinion. That was a good episode. Yeah. You're like, who the fuck is doing this? And then when it was, I was like, of course it's fucking angry ass Hank Pym. Yeah, because <laughs> when I, I saw the T'Challa one, and I knew that one was gonna be good. I just knew it was gonna be good. So I was like, I was there. like, can we stop kicking Star Lord while he's down? Yeah. Don't show me T'Challa being a better Star Lord. But I remember I was like worried because I wasn't a big fan of the cat. Like the Captain Marvel one was cool, but I felt rushed. And then the other, the one that I oh, the Captain Carter one. I yeah. like the Captain Carter. Yeah, one. Captain it did. It did feel rushed, but like I, they're just supposed to be, you yeah. know, like ideas. Exactly. I know. So I was fine with it being that. It did feel rushed. It just, it just threw me off a little. It was yeah. it was that was the, the the Hank Pym one. It was the first one that I felt like was paced very Bear, well. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was cleanly told. Yeah. And then Loki was like, "Well, nigga, I'm not leaving." <laughs> <laughs> They're it's all like, dead. Yeah, that was that was it was dope. It was dope. Um, and then what if actually like during like the last I want to say like two episodes, it like kind of comes together into like yeah a conclu- a, a whole storyline kind of thing going on. Which is interesting. It caught me off guard. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, cool. It was, it was interesting to see, like, it establishing now that, like, throughout the multiverse, there's other te- teams of mm. heroes doing stuff. Yeah. And then um, the Doctor Strange one was sad. <laughs> yeah. That one was really sad. That one was, like, heartbreakingly tragic. Because not only could he not succeed, he just destroyed his own universe. Yeah. I was like, fuck, dude. Fuck. 
No, it broke my heart. This uh, the, watching the car crash happen over and, and over. Like, yeah. Oh god, that man was was lost. Yeah, it was fucked. Yeah, he was like, I just, I just, I'm sorry. When he revives I'm her. I'm sorry. Just yelling in the void and shit. I was like, When god. he revives her and she's like, what the fuck have you become? Yeah. Yeah, no, it was, that shit was, was, that one hurt. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. What if it's fun? It, I, it's not a amazing time, but it's a good time. I'll admit, I like stopped watching for a bit because um, I was so excited about the Marvel Zombies one. And it was fun, but I was like, oh, that's it? Oh, uh, okay. That's fair. There was like, I was like really excited. I don't know. I feel like I just wanted it to be a two-parter when they rode up. It was the only oh. one that I wanted it to be like, I know everyone ends with a cliffhanger. Mm. But I was like, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Cause like, didn't the T'Challa one end with like ego being like, I got you. I'm coming to you now, son. Mm -hmm. And that gets picked up later when they like, mm. the story comes together. Okay, cool. Just like a brief little, it's, it's used for setup for what, as a piece of the setup for what's going to happen for like the conclusion of that stuff. But it was cool. It was cool. Yeah, the, another one was um, what if Killmonger saved Tony Stark? I heard that one was good. I just that didn't... one was interesting. I like I, fell that, off after the zombies. It caught me off guard how like interested I was in that one. Okay. I was like, huh? Well, how about that? Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I remember I stopped watching after the zombies, and when I saw the trailer for that one, I was like, oh, I should pick this back up, and then I never yeah. did. <laughs> and then I think the one that comes right before like the story comes together. Because because of what it is, it's um, what if Ultron, you know, got the Vision body, and da 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 this and that, and he just fucking takes over the world, and I think like, the last two Avengers fighting are, are fucking Hawkeye and Black Widow. Oh yeah. And they're trying to like, get this virus and the Ultron to shut it all down, but like, he's like fucking everywhere, like his drones are every. It, it, That's it's terrifying. A and he essentially finds a way. He, he, because he, he had all the Infinity Stones, like he fucking laser beams Thanos in two, like real quick. Yeah. Thanos pulls up, he turns around and just fucking beams this nigga in half. And I was just like, you know what? Good. <laughs> Anywho, uh, <laughs> but he has all this power and he, he starts taking over, he, he destroys it, he takes over the whole like universe. Yeah. And he's like, I did it. And the Watcher's like, damn, that's sad as he's watching and Ultron notices him. And oh, he's like, shit fuck are you and he like breaks into that like multiversal thing oh, that he's watching shit. so he's gonna try to start going to other like universes and doing the same thing and that's when the watcher like gets involved and he pulls oh. different people like the star lord t'challa the captain carter he starts pulling them out of their universes to help stop that ultron okay so that's how the storyline comes together in the end that's really interesting mm -hmm. Yeah, I okay, like, I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna pick it back up. Then. Yeah, okay. it, was, it was it was cool, bro. It was cool. So then we get back into the regular shows. Uh, WandaVision, technically the first Marvel show or show to come out. Yeah, but it's placed here on the timeline. Um, I liked WandaVision. I did. I can get why people weren't feeling it because of the the way it was set up with the whole like sitcom thing. Yeah. But I'm into weird storytelling shit like that, so I was fully invested into the ride. Yeah. <laughs> It was it was cool. It was a trip, and it was sad. And um, one thing I'll note is I still think Wanda is wilding because I know she'd be wilding in multiverse madness. Oh yeah, I still think she wilding and she kind of out of pocket. But I'm not gonna lie and say I don't get why. Like I get it. 
people are people are kind of trying like I, I've noticed a lot of fans are like trying to play it off as like it wasn't that bad for her. I'm like it's kind of been fucking awful for her if you really think about yeah. it yeah like when they show the past of like how her parents died in the explosion yeah. when they were gonna watch the sitcom and I'm then, just like, aww. And then, like, she's, like, tested on with the stone. Mm, her brother dies. She gets Vision. Vision dies. She's like, And the, then she watches Vision die twice. She watches Vision die twice. She's also the whole culmination of why superheroes by her and her friends became outlaws. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. She went like, through a lot. She's gone through a lot. We're not going to sit here. And it, I saw a meme of, like, somebody, like, doing, like, oh, Wonder lost this, this, and this. Well, Thor lost all of this. And he's, I'm like, okay, whatever. But you can't tell people to have deal with trauma in the same yeah. way. Yeah. These are different people. Thor dealt with his trauma by drinking and getting fat. <laughs> and also Thor had a relatively pretty good fucking life mm-hmm. up until the events of the MCU. Wanda's life has been shit from the jump. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then she finally found happiness. And yeah. It got, it got and it got away taken from away her. again. And she still made the right decision in the end to take the whole like town thing down. Uh... The thing that hit me <laughs> was when, like, she was telling the kids goodnight. As they saw the shit coming through, they they knew, like, oh, these niggas is about to cease to exist. Yeah. And they're just going to be asleep and not even know. And I'm like, that's fucking sad. Yeah. Regardless of how long she knew those kids, that's fucking sad. And then she's telling Vision bye, and he's just like, I, I'll probably see you again at this point. I'm just like... I hope so, Vision. <laughs> I really. Like, <laughs> I was wanting Vi- Vi- to be like, now Vision's back, but then it didn't happen. Man, yeah. Multiverse of Madness is really good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I liked WandaVision. It had like you know issues. It wasn't perfect, but it was fun. I saw the Agatha, <laughs> the <laughs> all along song. That shit was funny. I was like, damn, that bitch did kill that dog. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, what a cut! Yeah, <laughs> it's great nice actress. to see. Yeah, oh, great actress. It's it's great to see like other like magic based people that are not a part of like uh, the sorcerer supreme stuff. Yeah, but they know of it. It's all like still connected. Yeah, they're just not associated with them. I was like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, and how they introduce like Scarlet Witch essentially into the the world. Yeah, I was uh, I was like, okay, I like that. That was a cool way to set it up. How like she's like, I'm not this bad person, but you know, due to circumstances, she has to accept what she is yeah so just like oh poor wanda yeah and then uh what did i watch after that falcon and the winter soldier this one is my favorite so far from what i know of it i was like oh he's gonna like this one especially the whole uh what what is going on of it (laughs) yeah like that one is my favorite loki i still think so far from what i've watched of the shows is the best one but falcon and winter soldier is is definitely my favorite um, I really like uh, Falcon and uh, Bucky's like chemistry. Yeah. Like those two, those two, uh, Anthony Mackie and what's uh, what's Bucky's real name? Uh, fuck. I, Something Stan. Sebastian, Sebastian Stan. Stan. Yeah. Great chemistry. Great yeah. chemistry. They they they, work they, really well. they pull those roles off really well. It was fun to watch. It was. It's interesting because like they both had really good chemistry with Chris Evans, but I feel like them together is much stronger. Yeah. Like, we saw it in Civil War when they were fighting Spider-Man. Like, and it works really well with that setup, like, yeah. because they're linked from uh, Captain America. And, like, uh, the whole idea of what the shield represented and why uh, Sam felt like he didn't deserve it and Bucky felt insulted by the idea that, like, you just gave the shield away. And he's like, I wasn't giving it away. Like, like that yeah. whole storyline, because 
the reason why Bucky is hurt when um, Sam like donates the shield to like a it's supposed to be like some Captain America museum thing. Yeah. Uh, is because that shield represented who Steve was, and Steve saw good in Bucky, so he needs that so he can feel like I'm not fucked up. Like yeah. I can still like redeem myself. And yeah. so his whole character arc is like getting out of that and just redeeming himself by redeeming himself. Okay. Which is really, it, it was really good. Like you could tell he was still like hurting from all this because he remembers it. Yeah. And he has nightmares about it. And you could tell he was still hurting from all that shit and he didn't really know how to handle it. And then with Sam, he just really felt like, you know, that the weight of that responsibility, like he didn't feel like he was worthy of it. And so the whole show is him building up to feeling worthy of it. And, like, the whole little training montage of him, like, uh, training with the shield to get good with it and doing all the acrobatics is really cool. Just a side note. That's cool. <laughs> all right. Uh, Zemo was cool in it, too. I like Zemo as a character. Zemo's a piece of shit, but I like Zemo's character. <laughs> yeah. What's interesting is apparently him and a couple other random villains, like Abomination and a couple other people, they're going. Uh, there's talks of uh, Thunderbolts, Thunderbolts being made. I'm very, I've heard about that. I'm very confused how they're going to have the Thunderbolts after the actor who played Thaddeus Thunderbolt. Or Thunderbolt Ross is uh, dead. Uh, they're setting it up with What's-Her-Face. I can't remember what her name is. Uh, the character. Is it... Um, Countess... Uh, the, 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 the chick that played Elaine in Seinfeld. Oh... They're setting it up with her, it looks like. Okay. Because um, a U.S. agent gets set up via her. Oh. Also, fuck that nigga, U.S. <laughs> Man, I hate that nigga with all my heart. I was like, at first I was like, I get it. It's a lot of pressure that you got picked to be Captain America. They picked some random white dude. I mean, he was yeah. a decorated soldier. Yeah. Like, he was he was definitely, like, a good soldier. So they, they pick someone who they kind of had, like, faith in to carry the mantle. Like an all-American dude. Yeah. And he had a black best friend sidekick. So I guess it all worked out. <laughs> uh, but, and like, at first I was just like, I get it. You feel the pressure. And he keeps saying, he's like, I'm not trying to be Steve. I'm not trying to replace him. I'm trying to help. I want to. Yeah. I was like, yeah. okay, I understand. But then as the series goes along, I'm like, bro, you fucking suck, bro. It, it's the serum, oh huh? Oh my God. No, he does Because at first he's not taking it. Oh. Because there is no extra serums. And then, um... I think it's episode four. Yes, it's episode four. He uh, gets he gets his hands on one, like the last oh. one, and he's talking with his homeboy. I, I think his homeboy is named um, I forget what his I, I forget what his friend's name is. I feel bad because that guy was a good guy. Uh, and he was like, if you if you ever had the chance to take the serum, would you take it? And he was like, hell yeah, take it. And he's like, you don't think it would change you? He's and he was like, I think it just makes you more of who you already are. Oh, uh oh. And in a sense, that's kind of true because with Steve, you know, Steve was like this heroic guy. He yeah. had a lot of heart. He wanted to do what was great for he the would, country. He never would back down. Yeah, and he became Captain America, and he just exemplified those traits. And I was like, yeah. And then he took the serum, right? Yeah. I'm like, oh, but the twist is, oh. <laughs> Cause you know he's frustrated. He keeps getting folded, <laughs> and I get it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but fuck you, you know. Uh, yeah. So fuck that guy. That's crazy. But yeah, he 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 essentially becomes U.S. agent by the end. 
Huh. Uh, the the part where where Sam really becomes like Captain America is really awesome. Very feel good. You know, he's all heroic. People are cheering. It's super dope. I loved it. Good. And then at the ending scene, um, it at the you know how it shows like the intro will be like Falcon and the Winter Soldier at the ending scene. It says Captain America and the Winter Soldier. I'm like, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And then the the whole uh, other backstory with like the black dude that was a, a super soldier that they America the government like hid, and he was supposed to be like uh, like a Captain Americaist kind of dude because they were testing different serums. Okay. On different people, and yeah. of course they tested it on the black people. Yeah. Cause... And it had varying effects. Mm. It fucked with people's heads, and they wanted to cover it up. So eventually, like um, a story he was telling Sam during I believe it's episode five. Uh, he tells them the whole story. He's like, a bunch of our guys got captured, and the government was just going to let them stay captured and, like, blow the place to hell so the secret didn't get out. So he took it upon himself to go save them. And he got put in jail for it, and he got experimented on. And, like, uh, through some connections he got from somebody he knew, they, they just made it seem like he was dead, and he's just kind of been, like, this old man in hiding. Oh, wow. Which is fucking sad. It, it represents a lot of stuff that happened in, like, real-life America where, where yeah. a lot of African-American war heroes do not get their uh, their name honored for what they did for the country. Yeah, that's really but, sad. But Sam makes up for it for him at the end, which is really beautiful. That's good. That's actually yeah. a really good story. Yeah, it was it was nice, dude. Like, it, it, it juggled everything really well. The action scenes were fun. There's a scene. Um, it's at the start of episode five. So some crazy shit just happened. I won't get too into it. But uh, Falcon and uh, Bucky end up fighting uh, Captain America at the time. Yeah. Because they're like, dude, just give us the shield. And he's going crackhead off the serum, right? I think it's like, oh, so that's what you want. Is it the scene that, like, they did the ode to the scene in uh, Civil War where Cap's about to decapitate Mm -hmm. Tony? They also did it in well, both Civil Wars, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's kind of something like that. And they were doing, like, and it was them, like, fighting him. For the shield that fight scene was really fucking cool and that was like the top of the episode so it was oh. very like whoa oh shit yeah it was it was a good show bro okay so that's where i am now and then um so now i have five more things to watch and then the current show so the next thing on the timeline it's three movies so next thing i'm gonna watch is shang chi then i'm gonna watch eternals which i heard is pretty fucking mid uh, I heard Shang-Chi is really good. I I heard it was really, really good, and I watched it, and it was all right. Mm. I think it's really good and important for what it is as a movie. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of scenes where I was just like, it just it's a good thing you took a break from Marvel, because it's very formulaic. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Especially for movies. I haven't watched a Marvel movie in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you might enjoy it, because I was I was kind of... I think I watched a Marvel movie, and then I watched that one, and I was like, Okay, oh. that makes sense. Yeah, I heard Eternals is very fucking mid, though. I, a lot of people said Eternals would have been better if it was a show. I've heard that, too. People said, it said like, it would have been great as just, like, a solid six-episode show, because it would have set up the characters more and got everything together better. Which I don't know why they didn't do. Because there's, like, fucking nine characters in Eternals. They didn't really toss around the idea of uh, Marvel shows until Mandalorian did it. And I think Mm. Eternals was already in the process. Okay. Mandalorian changed the game. I will say that. Because that definitely should have been a show. Yeah. That definitely should have been a show. Uh, And then I have Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. It's a good movie. 
then I have Hawkeye, then I have Moon Knight, and then Miss Marvel, and then I'm all caught up. So, um, I want to bring up Miss Marvel real quick. Okay. Because there's a couple things. I don't know if I'm going to watch this one yet. Um, personally, because I'm, I really like that Miss Marvel's powers were like on purpose, supposed to be like, you know, weird and like, cause all you have all these female superheroes with these beautiful little powers and all that. So the, you know, the art, the creator wanted to make it like, oh, now she can grow like one limb really big and like make it look weird and different. But they replaced it with this beautiful purple Green Lantern-y kind of stuff. Mm. So for me, I'm like, I feel like some of the charm is missing from there. Mm. But from what I've heard, everyone's like, no, it works because the actress is a fan of Marvel. So it works as because Miss Marvel was a fan, like a fan of the superheroes. Okay. She's like a big yeah, yeah, nerd. Yeah, 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 exactly. Miss Marvel. Yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> she's a big nerd. And I guess people are like, oh, no, they, they yeah. do that really well. Yeah, I heard so. like, yeah, I've seen a lot of like uh, stuff about her like being super geeked out i think there was like an old picture of her for like halloween dressing up as like miss marvel at one point oh that's cool <laughs> which is cute like with uh uh tom holland dressed up as spider-man when he was a kid oh so this is one of those like oh cool Aww. they got to play those characters yeah that is yeah, cool so I, I i like i like when like uh a person an actor is like dedicated to the role yeah um, I will say this. Uh, there was, there's been a big like talk about because Obi Wan was coming out and Miss Marvel was coming out mm-hmm. that same day, um, but like towards the end of Obi Wan, Miss Marvel bled in. A lot of people were saying, "Oh, people aren't watching Miss Marvel because uh, Disney's trying to hide it behind this show about a white man." No. And or like people no. aren't people aren't watching it because no. of this. And I disagree. Yeah. I disagree with that because the way Disney Plus is set up, you can watch those shows at any time. Yeah. Exactly. It's not like a time slot thing on TV. Exactly. You have to make a decision. You can watch them whenever you feel like And I got to say this. When Miss Marvel aired, uh, was airing, I, when I would turn on Obi-Wan, I would have to go, scroll through to get to Obi-Wan. I wouldn't, it wouldn't be front page. It was Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. So if people aren't watching, it's just because people aren't watching, and people are more so star- and people are probably also kind of marbled out. Yeah, so you got to give lot people of content coming out at once. I haven't been watching these Marvel shows. I'll I'll look into what they are occasionally, and I'll, I'll be like, wow, that's really cool. I'm glad they did that. But I'll admit, I'm pooped. Yeah, I'm I, very I, pooped. I get it. I get it. Like even when I was doing my rewatch, like I said, after the Infinity Saga, yeah. I took a I took a break. Yeah, you took a long break. I was like that shit drained me it was a lot i was i was like certain that you were like I, i'm good <laughs> yeah i was like burning through no i was like nah fuck that i'm gonna finish because then i can just be caught up and then i'll just whatever i'll watch whatever was like out at the time yeah and that'll be easier on me but um yeah so i i like what they're setting up it's looking fun it's you got to do the star wars shows next no that um so what i'm planning to do once i'm caught up on the marvel shows i'm gonna watch stranger things after mm-hmm. that because I think the second half is about to come out. Yeah. So then I'll just watch that whole season in one shot. Yeah. Be like, okay, cool. Watch that. And then I'll go to Star Wars. There is something cool where I am kind of glad I watched it the way I did. Because where it ends, it ends with a big reveal. And you're like, what? And it was something that made me be boom, like, boom, 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 I was watching, I'll be honest. I was watching volume four and I'm like, it's better than three. It's better than two. Still nowhere near one. Yeah, but I, don't it's think, Ike. I don't think I don't think it even with the second half, I, I don't think anything's gonna top what season one was. Yeah. But I'll admit the last episode of um uh, that of that art like volume 
mm-hmm. got me being like, oh, shit, the whole time. I was actually feeling it. Okay. I was actually feeling yeah, it. Yeah, I'm excited. I like your reaction to it. So I'm hyped. Because we, we kind of have similar reactions to stuff for, like, yeah. the most part. Like, I, I understand the stories about Eleven, but I kind of don't give a shit about Eleven. Like... <laughs> <laughs> But for once, I was just like, I felt back into her plot. Okay. I don't give a shit about that. I don't. That's okay. It's all about the <laughs> because hair. Because Mike does. <laughs> Mike gives a shit. It's all about Steve the Hair Harrington, though. Oh, God. Best character development mm-hmm. in the entire series, hands down. I will warn you, there's a scary part. Oh, yeah? There's a scary part. Oh, my God. And I wish I could tell you a joke I made about it, but I'll tell you when you're done. Okay. <laughs> I made a really fucked up joke. Yeah, I should be finished with the Marvel stuff in the next few weeks. I'm just gonna, like, watch it on, like, Mondays. I'll just be like, so I'll probably watch um, Shang-Chi and Eternals on Monday. Yeah. Like, tomorrow, pretty much. And then I'll get to uh, Doctor Strange. I might even watch Doctor Strange on the same day. I don't have to get up for anything on Tuesday, so I might say fuck it and watch all three. Uh, and then I'll go back to the shows, and I'll be caught up. And then I'll jump on that Stranger Things. Yeah, I was like, I'll watch that first. It's the last season, and I'll be done with that show. Nice. And then I can go to the Marvel shows. Or the, the Star Wars shows. Nice. But yeah, that, that's that been my uh, trek in uh, the universe. I'm a... Uh, while I haven't been watching as much anime, I'll, catch, I'll watch an episode or two here or there. But in between Yu Yu, I also watch Bleach now. <laughs> I've been... Oh! I jumped back in. Okay. I jumped okay. back in. Okay. You started from the beginning, right? Yeah, of course. The feeling of hearing that opening... Mm-hmm. You, you already yeah. know it's about yeah. to... Yeah. You're just like, oh, this is... Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> I, I, I'm liking it. I'm watching it um dubbed because I'll, like, I'll try to write mm-hmm. or, you know, do something. Just, but mainly because I'm trying... It's a, it's a solid dub. I wanted to catch up, like, to watch the Thousand Year Blood uh, War, but I also... um wanted to take some inspiration from Ichigo for Aquabar. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you gonna watch the filler? I need you to... You save yourself a shit ton of time. I plan on getting that list very soon. Just because I looked, I was like, how far until the Soul Reaper stuff? Oh, it's like 20 episodes in. Because, um, the first filler arc doesn't happen until after the, the Rookie Rescue scene. Yeah, that's what I the, remember the hearing. Bound arc. I remember the bound arc is long. It's the longest filler arc. It's 40 fucking episodes. Yeah, I'm skipping that. It's not... I don't think any of the Bleach fillers are bad. They're just... The bound arc is not poorly placed. That's actually a good spot to have it. Because if they try to fit it in the anime canon... Yeah. It's after the whole Soul Reaper stuff. And then the bound show up right before like uh, we start seeing the visors and Aizen's like, uh, Iran car stuff. So it's, it's just too long. I'm yeah. just like, dude, it's 40 fucking episodes. And then, like, the next two big filler arcs are, like, not even, like, placed in, like, can't... They're just like, oh, you about to do this fight? Nah, watch this filler arc first. Yeah. That's, uh, why I mainly, like, skipped the Naruto filler was because, like, I know some of it was good, but I'm like, ah, I just I just want to watch the story. I think all the filler arcs are good, but when I was re-watching Bleach, I, like, ranked the arcs on a podcast episode, and all the filler arcs were at the bottom. Yeah. I was like, they're not bad. They're just like, if I rewatch Bleach again, I'm not watching these again. 
Yeah. So <laughs> I, I plan on, uh, when I get close to the end of the Rukia rescue arc, I plan on pulling up the filler list so that mm-hmm. way I can just breeze through the rest of it. Yeah, you'll, you'll straight be skipping like 40 fucking episodes <sighs> after the Rukia rescue. That's great. That's fantastic. Listen to the openings at least because the openings are nice. Yeah, I will. I like of the course. openings. But, um, and the ending songs and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, Ble- Bleach is fun. Yeah, yeah, you'll get to it way quicker. Because I think with the filler, Bleach is like 350-something episodes. Yeah. So without it, you're going to have like 200 and something Oh, that's episodes. perfect. <laughs> that's it's, perfect. It's, it, takes off a good, it takes off, I think, damn near almost 100 episodes. <laughs> so you'll get straight to the point of what you want to watch. And that's then, what I need. And then uh, Blood War comes out in October, bro. I'm, I'm not going to catch up in time for that. Now but I'll watch it w- like when I get to it. One. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so hyped. I'm yeah. so excited. Oh, uh, y'all should watch Dragon Quest die, though, boy. They died? No, God, no. Because <laughs> it's a good show. It's a good show. We 83 episodes deep in this bitch. So excited as we get closer and closer to the ending. Oh man, we're getting to like those. We're 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 pretty much at the like the final big fights. There's only like two big bads left, but there's like uh, or there's three, but like these fights are very like oh my god, and then this happened. Oh my god, and then this happened. Like the last villain is essentially like a three phase boss fight. Oh shit. <laughs> Well, it so, makes sense since it's, like, based on a game, mm-hmm. you know? Like, like I, he literally has three fake... I was just like, yo, this is cool. Man, um... Inching ever closer <laughs> to that ending. That's crazy. And watch Digimon Ghost Game, too. That shit fire. We got two Digimon turned ultimate now. Waiting on one more. Them bitches be taking a minute. <laughs> the rabbit ain't got his ultimate yet. He coming, though. He'll, he'll get it. It's coming. It's coming. The jellyfish got her ultimate, like, a week or two ago. It was pretty cool. It's pretty wild. <laughs> Bad. You know, you know what's pretty wild, dude? Hmm. Something happened. Um, so I didn't know. I, I remember hearing about this a long time ago. But um, I think it was like 2018-ish. Um, Magic the Gathering tried to incorporate a new me- game mechanic called Brawl. And at first, I was down for it. It's basically like 60-card standard deck commander style. So it's supposed to be like fast-paced standard commander. Did not... Doesn't, did not do well. People are, weren't really feeling Brawl. Mm-hmm. Brawl is now a very niche thing. But occasionally it still tur- has tournaments. The oh, reigning, tournament? reigning champ for the last couple of years has been the one guy who's shown up every time. So I want to congratulate. <laughs> I really want to congratulate uh, <laughs> the fucking... Oh, shit, I lost it. I want to get his name. Like, yeah, so he showed up again and definitely did... Um, <laughs> <laughs> he won the brawl tournament again. His name is um, oh well, his handle. He goes by his handle, No Shirt Sherlock. Oh, Joe Up Smith. Okay. So shout out, shout out to you, my guy. <laughs> That's amazing. Look how happy he is. Yeah, when you sent me the picture, <laughs> I was like, damn. So he's sh- he's just like, I'm here for the tournament, dude. I want. Oh my god, reigning champion. Sir, <laughs> I like don't want to strip it from him, but I kind of want to like show up one day. <laughs> try like, to take him. Try to take him. Think you can handle it? I think I could. I'm not like 
The only reason I'm not super competitive is because I can't afford that shit. <laughs> I spent $15 on like yeah. 19 cards. Half of being a competitive card player for anything is money. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other half is your actual skill. I, I waited for a reprint to buy a $30 card because I was like, oh, this reprint. Oh, oops. Damn. Reprints only fourteen dollars. <laughs> so I bought two of them. Damn boy. Oh okay. uh, dude, I I'm I'm actually really enjoying Magic right now. Like um they released uh up they're kind of firing off a bunch of sets right now, mm -hmm. a bunch of commander sets too. Um but they had a Baldur's Gate D and D set. What? Dude, I was I bought a bunch of cards from that one for my because my I my commander deck is like a D and D themed one. Mm -hmm. Like I, I do a lot of dice rolling. And like my commander is, every time I roll a dice, he takes a damage. Every time he takes a damage, I put a dragon spirit on the field. So, oh man, that means I should have had an extra one last time when I played. Well, whatever. Um, yeah. So, pretty much, I what I do is like, oh, I'll roll a dice. He'll summon one, and I'll have cards. It's like every time you roll a dice, you roll a second one, ignore the lowest roll, mm. or like stuff like, oh, if you get this dice number, do the effect and roll it again. So it's just like. If I have certain cards out in the field, especially one that makes my commanders indestructible, I can just like roll dice, roll dice, roll dice, roll dice, roll dice. Asshole. <laughs> I still get my ass whooped though. I'll be honest. It might be because I'm editing my deck a lot compared uh, to the others. You're still trying to form it up. Yeah. Get the formula right. The secret formula. I just, it's fun. I, you sh one day you should try and get a commander deck. You should join us. Yeah, I should try to get back into magic. When, whenever I have the time to get in the mix of everything else. Honestly, you just need to make a good one good commander deck and maybe one good modern deck and you're set. Okay. Oh, man, it's just it's fun playing games with friends. It is. There's a, a one game with friends that I really love too, The Sea of Thieves. Mm, yes, uh, you yes. saw that trailer, right? Yeah, you showed me it. Oh so man. Let's talk about that. Oh boy, Captain C is finally upon us, my guy. Okay. So Tell them about it. you know what you know what I did? The day they announced it, I bought um, I spent twenty dollars on in-game currency to buy a bunch of cosmetics for ships. Mm -hmm. Just because I was like, all right, I want different cosmetics for like, oh, this will be the ship that we do for sloop. This is the one we do for um, the br the brig or the galleon. Mm -hmm. I'm putting my foot in the door right now because I'm I'm calling myself captain of my crew. Okay. All right, Monkey D. Luffy. Yeah. We are the Pecan Sandies, and we will rule the Sea of Thieves. We're still oh, waiting on a fourth. The Pecan Sandies. We're still waiting on a fourth, my guy. I know. I know. I gotta get the time. We got we got Captain Day's ghost beard. We got First Mate Patrick. We got the wild card, which is Sergio. The wild let me tell you, this man is a fucking wild card. He's like, I'm going to be the wild card. I'm like, all right, dude. So we're sailing, and I see a ship out there. And I look, and I'm like, they're not coming at us. We're sailing right past them. They're, like, sailing the other way. I think this is a peaceful situation. Whatever. So I was like, all right, we're going to keep going. I hear the camera, fu the cannon fire. And I hear my boy Sergio cackling as he's firing cannons at the ship. And then he like, pulls out his sniper and tries to snipe them. So I'm like, we're not prepared to fight. So I, <laughs> I swerve us away. Later on, our ship got sunk by a ship. I'm positive it was the same ship. 
<laughs> they were not having it. Yeah, but <laughs> I guess with um with the Captain C update, you get to name your ships finally. Oh, okay, cool. You get to um, as long as it's not profanity. Um, then there's uh more new quests where if you have a captain, it's like a Captain C quest. Oh, so okay. I'm like, oh cool, just ways to earn more, and you can deck decorate your captain's quarters. Mm. You can decorate the in, in, interior of the ship now. So they took customization to a whole new level. And I'm really excited about that because I love all the content that they're doing, but there's so much of it that I, I never get the chance to play Sea of Thieves that often. So mm -hmm. I don't have time to do every fucking fort, every fucking content. Like, I still yeah. haven't done the Pirates of the Caribbean shit. But <laughs> I don't know if I will. We, we were trying that one of those quests. It's really fucking bullshit. Uh, it's such bullshit. But I'm really excited about this update. Just because it's such a stupid game, and I love it. Sea of Thieves, boys. Yeah, so if y'all like being pirates, now you can be the captain. And set sail for the legendary One Piece. Yeah. Get I, you a devil fruit. I thought about it. I was I was drunk the other night, and someone mentioned the word One Piece, and I giggled to myself because I was like, what if it's a swimsuit? <laughs> it's just a One Piece swimsuit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it is one doubloon. Yes. <laughs> and it just says like one comma zero 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 zero. There's a bunch of zeros. Like oh shit, this one doubloon is worth a lot. A lot yeah, it's a fortune. A yeah. One piece. A one piece. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely something tangible. Yeah. Because people love using the joke like what if it's the one piece is the friends you made along the way. And everyone's kind of like, ha, ha, because no one's ever made that fucking joke before. This is a dumb joke. Yeah. So played out. Because at first it was funny because it was scary. Yeah. It was scary because time had been invested into this mm -hmm. series. And, and then, people... But then Oda was just like, nah, it's going to be an object. Yeah. It's, it's like something. Oda confirmed like it is something. It's a thing. It's not like a sense of friendship or something. So it's just like, bro, it's been over 20 years. That shit is not funny. The yeah. joke is so fucking corny. That shit was funny in 2003, okay? Yeah. <laughs> like that One Piece swimsuit? Yeah, that shit was funny. Because <laughs> like, ha! But the One Piece swimsuit gives you infinite power. <laughs> it lets you breathe underwater. <laughs> oh, okay. Now go down there. There's there's the real treasure. It's at the bottom of this well. <laughs> like, oh. You use the One Piece to get the treasure. It's, a, it's like a key, but it's but you put it on your body. It's just and a chicken. That's the show. It's just a drumstick. Ooh. Maybe have a biscuit with it. Mm. <laughs> you know, delicious. Luffy would just bite into that motherfucker and be like, "Yeah, I'm the king of the pirates." No, he, they walk in. It's the OG king of the pirates. They're like, you found me. You have accomplished the quest. <laughs> 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 Set sail for one piece. Uh, the smoke comes out and he's like, ah, I didn't think they would do it. Hands the pirate king like a bag of money and he's like, we did a bet to see if, see if you guys would find him. The whole world was in on it. What? What? <laughs> over come a, out. over a thousand chapters for a fucking practical Don, joke. Don Flamingo comes out. He's like, ah, I got you. Ace comes out. Like, ha <laughs> You thought I was you dead? You thought I was dead? Bro, bro, special effects. Special effects. It was just a paper clip and a popsicle stick. Look. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> over a thousand chapters. <laughs> Played this nigga. The D and the, the will of D is doofus. You guys are doofus. <laughs> <laughs> it's for D's. D's nuts. <laughs> and then it's just the D. <laughs> Conclusion. Yeah, uh, it's the whole there. battle between uh, Luffy and uh, Kaido just ended uh, a few weeks ago, and uh, I believe One Piece is currently going to be on a break for like a month as Oda prepares for the final saga. Saga. So yeah. we're gonna get a couple more arcs. Yeah. But like these arcs are gonna be you know like connected, of course. They're probably going to. So it's linking up to like that final portion of the story. Have they hit the Grand Line yet? Oh yeah, long ago. Oh okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Nice. Damn, they're closer than I thought they were going to be. The New World and all that shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, huh? Because nobody's ever ventured to the Grand Line. Well, there's a lot of people that have. Yeah, of course. But at first, it's it's like... It's dangerous. You need strong crews and all that good shit. But with every good story, at first, it's like, yeah, that's dangerous waters over there. But then niggas is everywhere. (laughs) We got here just like you did. We (laughs) sailed our ship. Stupid motherfucker. You think you're the only fucking pirates on this water? (laughs) (laughs) See of thieves. (laughs) And then the fishmen show up. What the fuck? (laughs) I'm waiting for the One Piece Sea of Thieves collab. Yeah. That'd be... That'd 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 actually get some people in. Yeah. Get some devil fruit powers. Imagine you just... Sailing on your boat out in a cannon fight and a nigga just stretches his arm and oh climbs aboard. Oh my god. Hey, I what's was... that up there? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That would make, be terrifying. Make, make, make. <laughs> I would just get the fire one and like stow away on a ship and wait for them to be like fill up the ship with a bunch of loot and then pop like out from that... my barrel and just be like, <laughs> like that motherfucker on fire. I would be sitting there for hours just barrel tucking, hiding, waiting. <laughs> I was making a joke. Uh, I was telling Kevin a joke. I was just like, imagine a nigga ate like the swim swim fruit, which lets him swim because you know how devil, oh my eat God. A devil fruit you can't swim. Yeah. So that nigga's just back where he started. <laughs> it's like, oh, I can swim. But but the funny part is he's super happy to have it because yeah. he could, could never swim before. That. Yeah. He just never learned. So now he can swim. And I was just like, he just waits for fucking tsunamis and just swims on them. <laughs> he's like, I can't drown. He's not controlling the tsunami. Yeah, yeah. He just waits for it. It's like, he will never drown. <laughs> like, his body just knows naturally how to just kick it all that. He's like, when a storm comes, I'm gonna be there and I'm gonna take credit for your death. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna ride the wave, sway in my arms like... <laughs> you see this destruction? <laughs> By Poseidon's fade. By Poseidon's fade. Oh, God. Okay. Let's talk about this racist ass comic book really quick. So, I don't know if y'all heard, but there's been a recent Marvel What If comic that came out. And it was, what if Miles Morales was Thor? Was the god of thunder. That's a cool ass idea. I love Miles Morales. Having Thor's powers would be dope. Um, And they made it racist as shit, right? (laughs) 
There's no there's no way to tiptoe around this. The black community is collectively disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> and offended by this whole display of bullshit. The allied white community is not touching it. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, oh what's the say out of this one, guys? <laughs> so Miles Morales is saying bullshit like by Odin's fade. I'm um Asgard's the hood. <laughs> Asgard is mixed with like a hood, like a ghetto. There's fucking shoes on phone poles. Oh, that was the worst. The part. Bifrost has graffiti on it. Dude, the Milnor has graffiti on it. Dude, did you see the ice giant with chains? Yes. <laughs> Odin's wearing. Why the fuck is Odin wearing Tim's? <laughs> yeah, that that's a little. That was like that was the like over the edge. It was like whoa, okay. okay. It was so like it's so annoying. It's just like, bro, you didn't need to do all. You could have just. Made Miles Thor. Yeah. It would have been funny for if, if maybe you kept Miles' dialogue, I guess. Yes, yeah, because even then, Miles doesn't talk like how he fucking talks in this comic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like you just made him a black stereotype. It was like, what if he was the god of thunder? Dude, I, I, uh, I'm scared. Can I, can I tell you why I'm scared? Hmm. So, the, M- Thor Miles Morales, right? Young black kid... Swinging a hammer, using references to lyrics and music as he fights. Is it bad if that 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 that, that that's hammer time, <laughs> <laughs> or is it because it's a joke? Is it better? <laughs> no, it's different because yours is intentionally a joke. Yeah, hammer time is literally a direct reference <laughs> to that idea. They just made Miles a fucking nigga and gave him a hammer and magic powers and was like, all right, go out in the field. So he's like, sit down, smack some, be humble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. Yeah, no, that's different. Yours is like intentionally a joke. It's paying homage to like music things. Like, like it, it's clearly intentional. You can clearly see where the inspiration comes from. Yeah. The, the the reason why we're mad about Miles is because, first of all, Miles doesn't act like that. Yeah. Uh, you could have just made, again, just made Miles Thor. He didn't even need to be born in Asgard. Yeah. He could have just been Thor. Keep talking. <laughs> he could have just been Thor. <laughs> Ryan just... I thought he. I thought something was happening. <laughs> no, it's just hot in here. Okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I. We like might he, hear music. He could have. He could have just been like inherited the role from like yeah. fucking Thor himself. We could have made him cocky. That's fine. Yeah, like it could have like man. Also, Miles is black and Puerto Rican. Why are we only seeing Negro stereotypes in this? Huh. As a black and Puerto Rican person, I love Miles and what he represents for yeah. my culture. Which is why I love Miles Morales' Spider-Man. He's it, it's just a cool character. And y'all was just like, ah, eh, fuck it, make him a nigga. <laughs> just, 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 just make him like a hood guy. I'm just like, yo, bro, not all of us are like that. <laughs> y'all realize oh, that, man. like, you made us, you made him a stereotype. And also, this is not written by a black person. It's written by a white man. Yeah. People will be like, no, he's a Spanish guy. He's a white Hispanic person. Yeah, he's a Jewish Mexican. There's there's a difference between being black and Hispanic and white and Hispanic. Yeah. Like, like I'm black and Puerto Rican. 
I am not the same race as this man. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'm technically more qualified yeah. to write this fucking comic than he is. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> like, like, fuck you guys. Get more black writers in there to set y'all straight. Because y'all clearly did not clear this with some black people. Before. Uh, right. So he wrote this shit down and was like, print that. <laughs> it, it's. I feel like the, the producers didn't even look at it. It's like they're just like, oh, cool. What if Miles Morales? The editors, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it reminds me of when um, Bugliotti said, uh, um, "Blow my di- blow the dick like a cello." <laughs> and he was like, "They didn't say nothing, nigga." First of all, <laughs> you should have known better. He does have a fair point, though. I feel like it does fall if it's not caught by the creator. It should be caught by the people whose be. job is there it to catch it. It should be. It should be. Yeah. It's still his fault. It is still his fault. <laughs> he did it. They might have just let it slide because they thought it was funny and he I, didn't catch you it. You know what? I would have. I'm like, Yadi, you don't listen to your own fucking tracks before you drop them? Well, he thought that the cello was what Squidward played. He could have. Uh, Google search. <laughs> Google is your friend. I love that man, though. <laughs> I love the little Yadi. I, I like Yadi's personality. Yeah. I don't like his music. No, yeah. I don't listen to his music. I feel like he he's like... um. Kind of like Kodak, where it's like he's better as a feature. Yeah. 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 And like 21. Well, 21 overall has become a better artist. That's true. If you've listened to like, if you listen to some of 21 Savage's like music recently, he he's he's a lot better as an artist. He just did a song with um, we'll come back to music really quick, but this is just one track. But um, he did a song recently with a uh, produced by Pharrell. Okay. And with Tyler the Creator. Okay. Called Cash In Cash Out. Really good song. Cool music video, too. Okay. I'll have to show you the music video. But it's a really good song. And yeah, I was like, Tony Wynn Savage as an artist, his growth has been fucking incredible. Like, as a person and just music-wise, I've been like, every time... Now, when I see Tony Wynn Savage as a feature, I'm like, oh, shit, cool, Tony Wynn Savage. I'm not like, yeah. oh, oh, okay. Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> I was just listening to uh, one of his songs when I was getting ready today. I was listening to uh, Stompin' on, Steppin' on Niggas. Oh, okay. By 21 Savage. The funny part is, I have my Google, my little Google home, so I can, like, be like, okay, Google, do this. And so I'll, I'll say that while I'm, like, you know, getting ready or cleaning up, just so I can listen to music. And I was like, okay, Google, play Steppin' on Niggas by 21 Savage. And it'll, like, usually, like, repeat stuff back to me. Yeah. And I was thinking about it. It was like, okay, playing the song, Stepping on Niggas, <laughs> and I was like, oh. <laughs> Have you seen that TikTok trend going around? Hmm. Where it's like this guy doing like a very uplifting, like he does like positivity TikToks. Mm-hmm. But he, he he says like the negativity in you is like, is, you know, it's bad. But he's like the negativity in you. So it's like, but he like pauses like negativity. <laughs> but the, the, I beg your pardon. But, um. The, I beg your pardon. The, <laughs> I wanna, this is gonna be our first on-air TikTok. I gotta show you what some of the what are the trends have been. I beg your pardon, <laughs> nigga. Where is it? Where is it? Oh my god. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love black people so much. I love our people. Oh, you know what? I have seen this. Yeah, there's been a bunch of them. Like, I'm watching you. Yeah. <laughs> there was, like, one that when he only said uh, the first half of negativity, it was, like, an empty room. 
And then all of a sudden, homeboy showed up and then disappeared. <laughs> like, perfectly. <laughs> Negative. <laughs> Boy, if you don't watch oh. the way you speak and pronunciate. <laughs> the relativity. Like with uh, <laughs> my boy Tengen. He was, he was riding the line. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was like, what this nigga just say? <laughs> Run that by me again. <laughs> Run that by me one more time, Tengen. You're my boy, but I don't know about all that. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. There's a couple of game things I want to talk about. Mainly just announcements. Yeah. First off, uh, I am now on my journey to a PS5 because we got some Final Fantasy mm. news. The Final Fantasy presentation happened. I think I talked about it last pro- podcast that it was coming. Podcast. Podcast. It was like 10 minutes. Was it worth it? Yes! Hell fucking yes! We got so much Final Fantasy 7 news. My guy, oh my god, I lost my mind. You so, like Final Fantasy 7? Here's like six fucking games! Yeah, they, they was just like, we got it for you. So we're... Uh, the, the development of Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, which is a mobile game that is going to go through the whole compilation of Final Fantasy VII. So, like, you know, before Crisis, Crisis Core, Advent Children, Dirge of Cerberus stuff. It's supposed to go through all that storyline stuff. Dirge of Cerberus. Dirge of Cerberus? Dirge of Cerberus? The fucking slept on chapter of the Final Fantasy story? I wouldn't say slept on. That gameplay is ass water. Oh, I know, but the story <laughs> is fun. The story is cool. The story is cool. Yeah. I was, I was just joking around the other day. I was like, you're going to give Vincent in part two a remake, right? Yeah. But he has the mechanics of Dirge of Cerberus. I'm just like, oh, man. <laughs> this sucks. But um, so that's coming. I don't think it, it's not out yet. It's still a while out. I'm more interested to see how the microtransactions of that are going to work. Yeah. Just because like. This looks fun and cute and be a fun way to relive the series. What I gotta pay for? Is this pay to win? Can I just play and not purchase a single thing? Can I just play through the storyline? Is there going to be an energy system limiting me from continuing the story unless I pay for more energy? I need to or know. Or hopefully watch an ad. If it's just watch an ad, I can live with that. Because them ads be like 30 seconds. I don't give a fuck. Um, but if it's like, oh, you gotta wait like five hours or... You can pay Square like five bucks right now and we'll refill your energy bar. <laughs> I I just had a funny thought. I imagined like uh, the little sprites for them and it's like Cloud standing there and Sephiroth behind Aerith and her looking scared and it's like, what will you do? And it's like, first one is Aer- let Aerith die. The second one, which is 500 coins, which oh is $5 is save gosh. her. And then the third one is whip your dick out. <laughs> Oh, I'm whipping my dick out. It's going to catch Sephiroth so off guard. He's going to be like, yo, what the fuck? Oh, man. How how are you so girthy, Cloud? <laughs> but Ever Crisis is coming. Uh, the, the, the Battle Royale thing, I forget what it's called. Oh, the First Soldier. It's getting more little content added to it. I don't really care about First Soldier because I'm not a Battle Royale fan. Yeah. It looks fun. It's just like, it had to be a battle yeah. <laughs> like, like, no hate towards them. They're just not for me. They're not my thing. It's just interesting to see these games where it's like, okay, we're going to take our gameplay and put it in battle battle royale format. And it's like, okay, if you're going to do it, cool. But, like, I don't, I feel like sometimes they think, like, uh, 
yeah, they're gonna love this. Battle Royale, you like Battle Royale? How how complicated is this one? Very. God. Yeah, I don't know anything about First Soldier, but that's also because I don't hear anyone talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if it's popular or not. I, it's popular enough to have some content get added. Yeah. Uh, they announced the Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core Remaster, known as Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core Reunion. Oh. So Zach is back. Hey, we'll baby. We'll get to relive his story. We're probably going to get some more content. Get like ready to cry. Yeah, get ready to cry again. We're probably going to get some more story-related content to that game based upon that, that reunion title. Yeah. Because the last thing they... They showed some other stuff. They were like, oh, we're going to have merchandise runs. And then the last thing they showed, because they, they knew they knew this was the big one, they showed our first little teaser trailer for Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two. We knew it wasn't... We knew. We knew. The moment that they were, like, encouraging streamers to, to cast it so they could get the word out as much as possible, I was like, if they don't show Remake Part 2 after hyping that shit up like that, encouraging people to watch this 10-minute stream, they fucked up. I knew it was coming, and it showed, and everyone was like, yes! Yes! We barely even saw anything, We but we got hour-long theory videos about the, tra about the trailer because... There is a lot you can kind of take out of it. Yeah. You can be very big-brained about it. Even me, who has strayed away from knowing the story of the remastered, because I know it's like that, it's a lot changes. Mm. Um, I was... Well, not a lot, In a lot. terms of part one, so, so yeah. far, in terms of part one, that game is like 95% faithful, and then some weird shit at the end kind of happens. Yeah. That makes some differences. But Other the differences than, are big part changes. part two... Yeah. Part two, we might see a lot of changes. Based on I still the, have theories and thoughts. Based on that one trailer, I was like, there's a lot here to unpack for someone who doesn't know what the mm -hmm. fuck is going on, but knows what the fuck has gone on. All I know <laughs> is Gold Saucer, the fucking big amusement park arcade section of the original Final Fantasy VII, is gonna go so fucking hard in this remake <laughs> because Wall Market which originally is like a really big sprawling area early in the Final Fantasy 7 like early as in like the first few hours of the game because part 1 is like Midgard which is like the yeah. first 3-4 hours of Final Fantasy 7 yeah so and they made that a big section with a lot to do the ball market is fun they even added an underground battle arena the whole scene of getting into the club where you have to dress as a woman was even fucking more hilarious and more like just fun and creative they had a dance mini game bro <laughs> like like it, it was great it was great i loved wall market and that's what they took from a little thing yeah from early into that game so gold saucer is going to be huge it's going to be fun there's going to be fun mini games to play i am so fucking hyped for this <laughs> and uh the next thing we learned is the title it's not called Remake Part 2. It's called Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Mm -hmm. Now, this title does have implications. Uh, another thing they did announce, officially we now know that the remakes are only going to be three games. Yes. Thank you, Jesus Christ. Oh, my I God. I did not need it to be more than three games. I'm throwing away all my Kingdom Hearts Final Fantasy VII memes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, thank you, God. Thank you. It is confirmed they said they're doing one more part, and that'll wrap up the story, and that's all I was hoping for. When they, when we first announced when they first announced it would be in parts, I was like, please just be a trilogy, 
just be a trilogy to kind of be like mirror the three disc thing yeah. from the original. And people were worried because there was an interview, I think it was with Nomura, saying like we could do it in like, you know, bigger parts or we could do multiple smaller parts. And everyone was like, don't fucking do that. Yeah. Don't fucking do that. I do not need 12 parts of this game. I will wait the few years it takes for you to make one. Just do three parts. Yeah. Please. <laughs> exactly. So, also the titles have implications. They said as as you play through the games, you'll get a better understanding of why part one's called Remake, why part two's called Rebirth. So it's not called Final Fantasy Remake because it's a remake of Final Fantasy VII. It's because... If a... there's something else going on... Which gives it the title remake. So then there's going to be something in Rebirth, which gives it the title Rebirth. Rebirth. And then we have whatever Part 3 is going to be called. Do you think Assuming it's going to have a re in it, because also we have Crisis Core Reunion. Yeah. So that's why I'm thinking it's going to get extra scenes to kind of fit. So now we have the FF7 compilation verse with the old game stuff. And now we have essentially the FF7R universe because yeah. it looks like crisis core <laughs> or ff7 re it looks like crisis core is going to be like not necessarily like we're tell doing re crisis core again it's like this is the crisis core of this universe yeah, yeah. so it, it'll probably play for the most part the same yeah just because things shouldn't need to change until near the end of that yeah and then we'll see like maybe like an extra end credit scene involving something or you know whatever that may be yeah. tie them together but that reunion title definitely stuck out because i was like another re so we yeah. got this is the re-universe of final fantasy 7 yeah no, <laughs> so, it's pretty I'm kinda, exciting. so i'm kind of excited uh what what do you think they would name part three oh um... assuming that we're sticking with the re which i think we are hmm. rehash rehab rehab <laughs> Final Fantasy um, 7 Rehab. Let me think about that. Which is what I'm going to need once this trilogy is done. Oh, oh it also, could be Resist. Mm. Depending on what ends up being the big bad, if they keep mm. it the same, or if it's something Retake. different. Retake. Well, people think Genesis might be involved with this, too, because we did see some Genesis-related stuff yeah. in the trailer. And, of course, with Crisis Core, Genesis is involved. And if you've played through Dirge of Cerberus, you know the increments yeah. in Genesis was not dead yeah and that was the last bit of final fantasy 7 we ever got so yeah. whatever they planned to do with that just didn't come to be so <laughs> it's gonna come now so we might get some genesis related things because the whole thing with zach with the implications of what happens at the end of part one what we saw of zach in the trailer for rebirth if you've played or seen the scenes because i haven't played integrate i don't have a next-gen console so i have to wait on that but if you've played integrate uh, you've seen the extra scenes, the extra scene involving Zach, whatever's going on, whether it be like there's this alternate timeline where Zach lives via like the main party in the main game and what their actions did to like kind of breaking fate. So <laughs> it's interesting and it's definitely going to have implications for the story. I still have theories about it. Uh, my main thing about the remake series is. I think things are going to be very different, but made, I, I've been saying this ever since I played part one. Major, major, major things that happen in the story of Seven are just still going to happen regardless. Like, one major event that happens in Seven, especially in the Midgar part, is the plate, like, above, like, the slums, it falls on top of, like, that section of the slums. That still happened in Remake, even though you had a better chance of stopping it. Like, 
that still happened because it's it's needed to happen. Yeah. It's just something that needed to happen. It was such a major event. And they flesh out the aftermath of it a little more in Remake. But it still fell. It still killed a lot of people. So, I was just like, major things are still going to occur the way... I still think Aerith is going to die. Yeah, that's not now. Is what I'm, is what I'm is leading to. Maybe it won't be part three. I mean, part two. Maybe it'll be in part three. Yeah. I still kind of am leaning towards her dying in part two, but not in the same way she did in the original game. Yeah. Maybe uh, more of a sacrifice kind of thing. Because um, it seems like through like clues we can piece together from part one, Aerith kind of knows what's going on. Like, oh this is what happened in this timeline originally in Fate, and they're getting kind of like these visions of like future events. Like in part one of Remake, Cloud is talking with Aerith, uh, and he gets this vision of like the future, and it's like, you know, Aerith, the death scene for Aerith, essentially. And he cries, but he doesn't understand why. He doesn't get what he's seeing. Because, you know, in the future, that's a very impactful moment for Cloud. So like, it's implied that Aerith knows something's up and that she may know like in general like yeah this and this and this and like there were like a lot of words that happen near the end of the game it's just like oh she knows yeah she knows um but it might get i was listening to there's a guy named maximilian dude he mainly does like fighting game video stuff and he streams on twitch but he's a super big final fantasy 7 fan and he's been doing like a lot of big brain theories and going on other like people's channels and podcasts talking about it one thing he thought, or uh, a, a lot of other people have thought this too, that Final Fantasy, or that uh, Rebirth will probably give you like a sense of false hope. Yeah. Where it's like, maybe they'll try to like, as you're playing through the game, it kind of gives you this idea of like, you can save her. Like, yeah. you can do this. Cloud like knows she might die. Like, you can save her. You you might be able to do it. But all along, Aerith kind of just knows she's, going, she's destined to die. So at the, out the game, you have like this false sense of like, there's a chance. But at the end, she still just dies anyway because yeah. it's just something that needs to happen. But things will be different. I think like a lot of major things are still going to come to fruition. It's just the implications that lead to them are going to be different. Yeah. And I'm excited to see that. I'm also excited to see how the open world works. Like Yuffie's technically is not going to be optional this time. <laughs> oh, okay. Yuffie and Vincent, because in the original Final Fantasy VII, those are optional characters. That's right. So they're they're going to just be in the story. So I'm I'm excited to see how that's all going to work. Um, can I ask a question? Yes. So the trailer was Cloud and Sephiroth walking. I believe, and uh, Max was saying this too. Uh, people are thinking that that is a flashback because one of the first events that happens after you leave Midgard, you reach, uh, I believe it's called Calm, like the town of Calm, mm-hmm. and you guys go into an inn, and they're like, okay, Cloud, what's up? How do you know Sephiroth this and that? And he tells this backstory about what, back when he was in Soldier, and he and Sephiroth were going back to the home, his hometown of Nibelheim to exterminate some monsters by a Mako reactor. Yeah. And that leads to certain events, and Sephiroth discovering a bunch of things and him turning into a bad guy. Okay. People believe that's what that is. Oh, so maybe the game is going to start off with us doing They're that. They're going to start off directly with Cloud telling that flashback, and it could kind of be like your tutorial yeah. to rebirth. You playing that flashback. But people are also excited because, like, maybe we'll get to play a Sephiroth this time. Yeah. Because in that That'd flashback be cool. before, Sephiroth was in your party, 
but he was an AI character. But he was just OP as shit. Like, just to show, like, the difference between you and, like, Cloud. Cloud was, like, a low-level character in the flashback. And Sephiroth, I think, was, like, like level 50. And he knew all these high-powered spells. He was one-shotting enemies. Just to show you, like, yeah, Sephiroth was that guy. <laughs> you know what they could do? It is Rebirth. They could even, like, you end up being Sephiroth really early mm. in the story. And it's like, huh, what the fuck? The, the new weapon... Zach, the rebirth of Zach. Maybe, maybe, maybe. It could be. It could be. I don't really know much about Seven lore, but <coughs> what I it, know. It'd be an interesting thing. My only thing is, I don't know if they would like take out Sephiroth that quickly, just because he is like the villain for Seven. Yeah, like he is that nigga. And also, this Sephiroth is different. That's right. Yeah, I remember you were telling me Excuse something me. about it before when we talked about it in the podcast if you, before. If, if you play the original Seven, the Sephiroth you encounter at certain points in the game throughout, to a certain point, is not actually him. It's uh, pieces of Genova. And if you know about Genova, you know about Genova. If you don't, it's a little extra thing. I'm not going to get into it right now. Um, and Sephiroth's body is actually encased in like, kind of like this crystal thing at this place called the Northern Crater. So there's a certain story of it that happens that frees Sephiroth out of that, and it leads into like some more story stuff, and then you can do a bunch of extra things before you go to the final battle at the Northern Crater yeah. and fight the real Sephiroth. So up until that point, you're not actually encountering Sephiroth. In Remake, however, that's Sephiroth. That is definitely him. Okay. Like, that is 100% fucking him. But that should be impossible, because he should, he should be sealed up in the Northern Crater. Huh. So... Are there two Sephiroths out here right now, and one is just roaming the streets? Or maybe Sephiroth is out, and maybe Zack is in the crater. Oh, that'd be that'd be interesting too. Because my thing is the live stream kind of can like essentially kind of flow through like time stuff as well, yeah. which is why people can see these visions and other realities and whatnot. When Sephiroth dies in the original seven, he falls into the live stream essentially. He becomes one with the live stream. And there's a lot of extra shit. I'm not going to get into it because it's a lot. But that's the reason why he can come back through whatever means he did via Abbott. Yeah, I was going to say Abbott. And why he will never be a memory that whole line. Because he's in the life stream. Yeah. So I think this Sephiroth is that one from the original compilation. Okay. And he's trying to work some plan to make a more successful outcome for himself. And that's why he was fucking with, like, the little time ghost in part one and why he's fucking with Cloud now. Because he's trying to manipulate them to his advantage. That makes so sense. So I think it's that Sephiroth. And for some, somehow he's been able to manifest himself from the live stream like that. Okay. That's my idea. I could be completely... Fucked. New theory. You release the, this world Sephiroth in, in part two. But he's a good guy now. That's the rebirth. You have Ryan? Sephiroth versus Sephiroth. It's like Riku versus Riku, and then that Riku would... helped Riku. I'm gonna tell you right now, no, that'd be awful. Bro, I no one, no, you cannot make Sephiroth a good guy. I'm my sorry, my guy, my guy. You cannot do it. No one will like it. No one will go for my it. My guy, I know, but I I know Kingdom Hearts. Well, Nomura's not the main guy on this. He still put his grubby little fingers in no. there. No, they wouldn't like, do it. You, it know would, what, you know what would make this story interesting? What if there are like five of them and two of them were good? It it would destroy everything. No, he has to be a bad guy. 
There's no con It's like it that'd be like turning Frieza into a good guy. That's what I was saying for the tournament of power, man. They didn't do it. No. No. They should have. No, they shouldn't have. <laughs> I just like getting you mad. No, no, no. What we're not gonna do is do that. Sorry. No no no. No no no. No. Dude. No good Sephiroth. Dude, Only bad Sephiroth. I think at the end of um Super Superhero. Cell is going to eat the two robot android guys, and he's going to be like, whoa, wait, I want to be a hero now, and he's going to join the Z Fighters. <laughs> Alright, I can tell you that's Cap. <laughs> that's hella Cap. I know. <laughs> we talked about that in the... I know. The this nigga is wild, and this nigga's just like, let's turn bad guys good. Yeah, let's turn Kira's like, you know what? I want to I want to touch hands on living people. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Don't run my face over. <laughs> Falls in love. <laughs> She gives me a rock hard cock. Rock hard cock. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we also got a release window for a rebirth. It's coming out next winter. So I have that one to get a PS5. Because I'm going to get a PS5. I have a digital copy of... If you have Remake Part 1 digital on your PS4, I believe when you get a PS5, you get the, the Integrate update for free. That's cool. Only if you have it digital, though, which is weird. If you have a physical weird. copy of Remake, you have to buy the game again. Which well, I think is bullshit. Unless it comes to the code. No, no, oh, I looked it sucks. up. If you have a disc, no, it's only it's only digital. I know that they're trying to. And if you got it on, um, if you got it on PlayStation Plus, because I know remake went on PlayStation Plus, you don't get the integrate remake, the integrate update for free either. Which I think is fair because you didn't buy it. Yeah. <laughs> like, people sense. were mad about that, but I'm like, well, you didn't fucking buy it. I just think you should be able to get it if you got a disc version too. Like, if you paid for the game, you should get the update. Yeah. But I have a digital, so I can get the upgrade. And then I'm going to get the Crisis Core Reunion, of course. I'm going to get a Rebirth. I'm going to get Final Fantasy 16 because that's also that coming out wild. next year. PS5 exclusives. This is the only reason why I'm getting the PS5. Between the Xbox... I probably would have gotten an Xbox Series X, honestly. I'm more attached to my Xbox in terms of, like, my, like, experience with it. Yeah. And, like, all the stuff I have on it. And, the, like, I'm just more, like hooked up and connected with that than I am with Sony. But I'm like, Final Fantasy 7 is one of my favorite games of all time. I'm invested in this. I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta know what's in this. That is, that's literally the difference. I could give a fuck about any other Sony exclusive. I, I could, I really could. Yeah. No, it's like, I, I know Sony's got the exclusives. Not so much in it lately, but. Stuff get moved to PS4. Yeah. Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. But, um, or PC, for, I said PS4. Yeah, but for me, I've always just been like, eh, I already got all my Microsoft stuff on PC, so I was like, no, I'll well, get that so many sense, game but system. But that's the beauty of like Microsoft too, like yeah, the availability. Just, yeah. Like people love Game Pass because of that. Yeah. Game being Game Pass is great. Game I Pass still is need to utilize service. it. Like my three free months. Utilize it. It's so good. It's so worth it. You'll always find something you like, and if like say there's there's a lot of time there's just like games I'll see, I'll be like. I don't know if I want to buy that, though, and then it'll be on Game Pass. I'll be like, oh, cool, cool, I can try it out. Yeah. And people are like, well, eventually it goes off. Well, for a lot of people, eventually, if they like the game enough, they'll buy it. Yeah. Because the DLC doesn't usually come with those games. And uh, I was listening to Black Okage's podcast, uh, Gaming Illuminati, and somebody brought up an interesting point. They were reading, like, somebody's Twitter post, or, like, asking a question. Do you think it would be... Would, do you think people will be willing to pay for another upgraded version of, like, the Game Pass Gold service? Because 
You got Xbox uh, Gold or Game Pass, which is like just $10. You have the Ultimate Game Pass version, which gives you access to the PC stuff and Xbox, Xbox Gold. And then you have, um, people, that's the $15 one. That's the one I have, Ultimate, where I have Gold and the Game Pass stuff. People are like, would you pay like, let's say $20 instead of $15 to have a version of Game Pass where you get all that stuff plus any DLC that came with games on the Game Pass? Hmm. Because the person was pretty much saying like one, one issue he has is he likes a lot of games on Game Pass, but he doesn't want to buy DLC because technically he does not own the games. Yeah. So if they ever get, when they get cycled out, he doesn't want to have DLC and then not have the game. So he'd be like, would you be willing to pay for like a $20 version of Game Pass that was like, you get all this stuff plus all the DLC that comes with the game? I think I would. Yeah. If I was that into the games like that, I think I would pay the extra $5 just so I could be guaranteed to have a complete experience of a game. Yeah, exactly. Like, and it's $5 more. Like, it, that's the idea, hypothetically. If it was like, you know, $20. You have a $10 tier, a $15 tier, and a $20 tier. Yeah. Better than whatever... PlayStation was fucking planning with their PS Premium. That shit they, is weird. They, they're so they, wacky. They're like, let me take, let's take Game Pass's idea, but make it weird. It's like, I, I, all you had I love to do Sony. Was, all you had to do was copy it. All I love Sony. All but, you had to do was copy it. You yeah. literally just had to copy what Microsoft was doing. Yeah, exactly. And you would have been golden. You would have, you would have had people, because, because Game Pass gets like day one AAA titles added sometimes. Sony has exclusives, exclusives. Imagine day one exclusives on that on that premium service. People would pay the highest tier for that, yeah. just so that they could always try out those AAA titles. No, it's a good deal. It's, a, I would do it. I'm just gonna stick with my base PlayStation Plus. Dude, I don't even do PlayStation Plus right now. The only reason why I do it is because there are some stuff I want to do online. Hmm. But that's like bare minimum. I, I have been also considering canceling it soon too, but there's fighting games I play, so I kind of want the online. I'll be honest. One of the main reasons I haven't really, really put forth the effort to get a PS5 is because like I haven't really played my PlayStation in mm. like months. Yeah. No, I, I feel it. Like I said, the only reason I'm I'm on the road for the PS5 now is yeah. Final Fantasy. Yeah. Just because Seven is having all this content plus Final Fantasy 16 looks dope. That's literally it. Final Fantasy swayed my opinion, not Sony. Yeah. If this shit was on Xbox, I would have gotten the Series X. Yeah. Like, sense. no brainer. <laughs> like, plus, I would get games upgraded on Series X. Like, Tales of Arise, I would get the free Series X update. Yeah, makes sense. Which I would love. I'd play Tales of Arise again. That game was for Um, Another thing I wanted to talk about real quick for games. Xenoblade Chronicles 3. <laughs> so, we got a Direct recently. And... All I gotta say is that game is looking mighty fire. I am a, a little over halfway of Xenoblade, Xenoblade Chronicles 1. I believe there's 18 chapters in Xenoblade Chronicles 1. I'm on chapter 11, and I'm near the ending of chapter 11. So I'm, I'm close, I'm getting there. And then I'll have, I'll play the, the epilogue story of that, I'll get two, and I'll play two, and I'll play that expansion for two, and then I'll get to three. So I'm 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 excited. Three comes out, I believe, July, like late July or something like that. So it's close. We got like a, a month away, less than a month now. But uh, it, the direct gave us a new trailer. Uh, it showed like little things about the characters, about the world, the basics of the world. I believe the world's called Ionis, and there's these two 
places like it's like Calvin and Agnes. These two sides are like fighting each other constantly in war. Uh, the soldiers are these people that are born in and all they do is train to battle and they have 10 years to live and in those 10 years all they do is go on the battlefield and fight and every year is like a term of service for them that is a fucking hell of a life and you either die on the battlefield or live out all your 10 terms get to see the queen and get like an honorary discharge essentially is what it is you still die anyway, but you die in front of the queen. So it's it's an honor that you live through your 10 well, years of service. How old is the queen here, though? I don't know. Interesting. I don't know. Interesting. See, that's some interesting plot stuff going on right now. Yeah. So the basic story seems to be that a special mission has been tasked to, like, three people from each side. So I guess they're paths crossed because of that. So you got three people from one side of the war, three people from the other. These are your six party members. Something happens. They end up having to team up together to figure out what's going on. And I guess fight for their future. Uh, so that's going to be a, a little thing in the plot. I guess these two sides learning to get along and learning they're probably not so different. Uh, so that's that's kind of the basics of what we know about the plot. My main thing I'm excited about is the gameplay because that gameplay looks sick. It does look fun. So one of the first things that hit me uh, that I noticed, I was like, oh, cool. Like all of them are running in the overworld at the same time because normally... From what I've seen from Xenoblade Chronicles 1, from what I've been playing, uh, you can only have three people in your party at a time. So, you'll have your three people, and those are the people you see in the overworld. Now, I was like, okay, you see all six. All six of them fight at the same time. <laughs> so, when you get into a battle, your whole party is throwing down. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Uh, the HUD looks a lot more streamlined. It looks a lot more clean. It looks more visually appealing to the eyes than from what I've seen from one. I haven't seen a lot of two because I just don't know about Xenoblade Chronicles that deeply. So when I get to two, I guess I'll see. Uh, but yeah, big step up. Looks nice. Uh, the way Xenoblade Chronicles combat works is it kind of, you could kind of compare it to an MMO. You go into battle, you get up to an enemy and you auto attack. But then you have arts, which are like, you know, your skills like in an MMO. And you use your arts, you can string together combos with them and combos with alongside your teammates so you can set up to do different things. And all your arts have cooldown periods. So that's like the basis of combat. There's more stuff that gets deeper into it. I won't get into it. Like you can do chain attacks and other things like that. But what Xenoblade Chronicles 3 was showing was that you can do specific like team up attacks with your teammates. You can do kind of like unique fusion moves with your teammates so like you combine two arts together one from each side and make a different art i was like that's fucking cool you can make cooler looking unique chain attack things and also everyone has their own class like they you like you would normally see in xenoblade but they can switch between classes with each other so the main character he's like a general sword fighter you can switch with like the the medic gunner of your team and then your main character can be a medic gunner and you have class ranks, so as you rank up in that class, you'll get new skills. And you get master arts. Master arts are arts you get from one class that can be used with a different class. So let's say I learn a master art from the, the gunner medic, like a healing move. I can then switch to sword fighter and use that medic gunner skill with my sword fighter. So you can make unique skill sets for your characters and have them do unique jobs. So I was like, this shit looks like a lot, but it looks fun. And it looks like you get a lot to do. And then there's also heroes, which are kind of like these extra like characters that you 
meet throughout the story. It looks like they kind of have their own storylines and motivations and their own classes. You can get multiple heroes, but it looks like you can only have one equipped in your party at a time. But those heroes essentially act as a seventh party member. So then you could have seven people fighting at the same time. You're gonna have some wars in this game, dude. We, oh yeah. yeah like apparently you can fights. watch two sides randomly out in the open somewhere, like fighting against each other. It's just like, what the fuck? Um, you can also learn the, the heroes classes too. So you can get even more classes and more skills and more master. It's just like, there's going to be a lot to do in this game. The world is big. I already kind of figured that Xenoblade Chronicles 1 world is big. It has, it's not open world per se. You kind of have like these gigantic sprawling areas, all each one, you know, unique from each other, separated by like maybe like a cave or a dungeon or something like that. And that's how they do their world. So it's like sections. You know how kind of like Arceus is sectioned, except you just don't have a hub. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. It's like, oh, this is just this area, but here's everything you can do in it. And it looks beautiful from what I've seen from the trailer for three. I already thought one in the definitive edition looked gorgeous. Like one of its, the strongest things in Xenoblade Chronicles seems to be is like the design of the world. Always looks stunning. Always catches my eye every time when I go to a new area. Seeing the enemies, it's like interesting. Just sprawling giant enemies that you have no business fighting yet will be around low-level areas, so it incentivizes you to come back and try to fight those later. Yeah. It looks like 3 will have that too. The most interesting feature seems to be something in the story that involves these characters being able to form these links that fuse them together into these mech-like looking things called Ouroboros. So basically Pacific Rim. Yeah. 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 Kind of like that, essentially. <laughs> And each, uh, there's three pairs, and the pairs consist of one male, one female, and they're from opposite ends of the... So it's like, oh, they're going to learn to bond with each other like that. It's all probably going to interconnect with the story. And the cool thing about these is you have those three pairs, and those are the three pairs for the, the Ouroboros, but one person controls them at a time, even though they fuse into one body. But what you could do is swap who's in control of the Ouroboros, and that changes its form thus changing what arts it can use, what other things it can specialize in. So the three Ouroboros have two forms each, and then you can get skills for those. It's just a lot you, to take in and to do, and I was blown away by how fun it looked to play, how much of time I'm probably going to sink into it. And I'm already really enjoying one, so once I finally get to three, I'm just going to be like, oh man, here we fucking go. Also, the game stories don't seem to be connected in any, like, way like i know one and two there's i know people talk that there's something that links them but it's not something that's just like you need to play one before you play two like you can still these games are still treated very separately so even if there are connections they're not going to be that important so if you just don't want to play one and two and jump into three you totally could it looks like so i'm excited for that and then the last thing they showed in the direct was that there will be an expansion pass that'll be giving out content over the course of the year. I believe it's $40. You get like an initial kind of like general like, oh, your little starter bundle. They're gonna release extra costume sets, extra like character-based missions and challenges. Uh, like, I think there's like two of those. There's a beginning guide, like extra costumes, challenges, character stuff, extra costumes, challenges, character stuff, extra story scenario at the end of it. So there's going to be an epilogue story added yeah. to the game and uh That's down crazy. the line so 
I'm 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 hyped. They got content coming for this game, and are, the game already looks like it's full of content. Dude, they, anyway. they they hooked you in this series halfway through the first game. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, "You got me." I was like, "You got me." I'm a sucker for JRPGs. I I can't I can't resist. <laughs> Dragon Age, funny funny enough, Dragon Age, uh, which is not a JRPG, it's a Western RPG. It's my favorite game series of all time, but I do get hooked on the JRPGs a lot harder. Uh, it, there's not a lot of Western RPGs I'm, like, that into besides, like, Dragon Age and Mass Effect. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. It's a little interesting. So, uh, real quick, just want to touch on some music stuff we didn't get to last podcast. So, a couple of things. Uh, first off, first off, I want to go ahead and talk about... Chance the Rapper's new song, The Highs and the Lows. Really like that song. Off top. Uh, I sent it to like everybody I could possibly think of when I first saw the yeah. the video drop the same day the song dropped. Very good song. Highs and the Lows by Chance the Rapper featuring Joey Badass. I'm excited for his album. It got pushed back a little bit, so we gotta wait a couple weeks to see before we get that. But Highs and the Lows, great track, solid track. Chance was in his bag on that. It's a good song, good message, and it's a bump to listen to, honestly. Tell me, how how are the haters handling it? Oh, they seem to be liking it. Okay. They seem to be liking it. Well, like, they oh, saying Chance is back? Yeah, like he left or some shit. <laughs> but it looks like Chance is making an album or something, because at the end of it, you know, it's at the highs and the lows from Chance the Rapper's Starline Gallery. And when I Google Starline Gal- Gallery, I really didn't get anything, so... Maybe that's the name of whatever project he's working on next. I think so. So, I really like that title. If that is the title, Starline Gallery, that sounds really dope. And from what he's been releasing uh, over the past, like, year, if that's the sound we're getting from that, like, especially with, like, the highs and the lows, I'm excited. I'm excited for this project, definitely. Uh, Like I said, I'm one of the people that didn't hate the big day. Yeah. (laughs) But... Over the course of time, my, my opinion has, like, yeah, it's probably, like, his weaker project. Uh, I, I think I, I I put it a little too high way back when I first listened to it. It definitely is lower. But I don't hate it still. I still like it. I listened to it recently. I was like, I don't hate this. Hey. I don't. I, I still like this. There's highs? There's lows. There's lows. Oh. It's, a good, it's a good track, so if you need a little pick-me-up, check it out. Joey Badass, uh, killing it as always. I'm excited for the album, 2000, whenever it finally gets to drop. It got delayed due to, uh, I think it was like uh, samples not getting clear or something like that. So we'll have to see. Uh, But another quick one to drop for you. Lupe Fiasco just dropped an album recently. It's called Drill Music Music in Zion or Drill Music for Zion or something like that. Lupe Fiasco. Lupe Fiasco. Huh. He's been he's he's dropped music recently too over the course of his career. I just haven't heard that name in a while. Yeah, a lot of because he's I don't think he's not as mainstream later down the line. Great lyricist though, fantastic lyricist. Yeah, I think like people know him more from like you know the whole like if you want what you say. Yeah, <laughs> like that and some style. some other shit too. I think the last time like he was really really big in like the public eye mainstream kind of thing was a uh, food and liquor too that album but um he's still very popular still has a huge fan base still a great lyricist still great at the craft and he's still been dropping music i so that album came out recently it's a quick listen it's it's not super long it's like 10 tracks very good though very good 
it's not like my favorite album this year, but it's definitely up there. I would say that too. I listened to it like two, three times now. Probably gonna listen to it some more just because it's it's easy to digest. But uh, he he's dropping messages. He's dropping bars. He's a very talented lyricist. Like when you actually sit down and listen to like songs and listen to what he's saying, like you could tell he really took the time and energy to like write down what he wrote down. Uh, I think one of my favorite songs. Uh, I'll show you, Ryan, uh, after the podcast. It's called um, Kiosk. And it's like... It's like telling the story of like some dude working at like a mall kiosk. Like, <laughs> trying to, like, sell some shit to somebody. But, like, the way he, like, executes it is so, like, creative. I was just like, dude, I really like this. Huh. It's cool. Like, he, he's, he his anime references are clean, too. Lupe is an anime fan. So, like, you'll get those anime references. You'll be like, damn, that was clever. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, like if you're a fan of like good lyricism and rap music, just straight lyricism like that. Lupe Fiasco, uh, drill music, uh, drill music Enzyme or Forzion. I want to get the title right. It's it's ten tracks though. Good listen, solid way to to get some time in. And I'm not saying like oh yeah, it's good for a quick listen. It's a really good album. Like honestly, I, I really enjoyed it. I'm gonna listen to it some more. Uh, don't be surprised. We're at the end of the year. That's in my top ten favorites. So yeah, drill music Enzyme. Uh, Miss M- Miss uh, Mural was good too. That was also a good song. I think that song plays directly after Kiosk. It, okay. Good album. Check it out. Uh, lastly, I won't touch on this one too long because I am going to do a drink tasting review of it because I feel like it's an important event. Uh, Logic's thirty track album. Thirty fucking tracks. It's a thirty track. Thirty album. fucking tracks. Vinyl days. Bro, quick thoughts on it right now, though. Hold on. Before you give me your quick thoughts, I want to like figure out what what kind of album this is. If this was released in the two thousands, was it two discs or three discs? Oh, this would be like this would be like two discs. Two discs? Well, like a very short set. So that it's like their stadium arcade. <laughs> it's like Logic's fucking melancholy and well, infinite sadness. Well, it's like <laughs> the thing about it is, people are like, "Damn, thirty tracks. That's a lot of tracks." Like ten of almost ten of these tracks are skits. Oh okay. Oh oh. <laughs> so, oh. so off rip, you're only. It's like okay, so only like twenty of these are songs. Okay. Okay. Cool. That's still a lot of songs. Some of these songs are very are like short though, like two two and a half minutes. So it's actually very digestible. It's okay. like like I wasn't like, oh my god, this album's still going. I know sometimes I listen to like longer albums like. I talked about this with Certified Lover Boy, and I talked about this with Donda. I was like, Jesus, these albums are so long. Why are they so long? This album was 30 tracks, and I, I never felt like that. Yeah. I never felt like that. The whole time I was just like, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. I, this album is very good. It, it might end up in my top 10 as well. I was actually very surprised by how like pleasing it was. Which I don't know why. I think I was more so like worried about like the fact that it was thirty tracks. I'm just like, damn, these singles he's been dropping have been pretty good. But what if the rest of it's not good? And so he only has like six good songs on a thirty track album. Yeah. Nah, this is a pretty good album. <laughs> like, okay. Okay. In the per- the perception of it online has been pretty good. It's been pretty well received. Okay. Good for you, Logic. Some people don't like it as much, but. Who cares? You know, it's all opinion at the end of the day. Uh, I think he did a good job. I think you could tell, like, he actually cared when he made this album. 
he didn't feel like drained or like burnt out. And I think a part of the reason why he made this album too was he was trying to get out of his uh, deal with uh, Def Jam. Oh yeah. Because he's had his issues with Def Jam. And he even states it on the album and he made it clear like not everyone in Def Jam, there's a lot of great people at Def Jam, but you know, them shitty higher ups, a lot of them like bullshitting around. So so he's he's officially off Def Jam. Uh, so he, he's not with them anymore. This is his last album with them, technically. So, it, and you could tell he, he, he enjoyed making this and he had fun, which I think for me personally, that's the most important part when I listen to an artist album. Did it feel like they liked making it? Yeah. Like, did they, did they, did it seem like, like, I enjoyed creating this work of art or whatever, like, fun project I wanted to do. And to me, Logic felt like that. He felt like, Yes, I like doing this. For the first time in a while, because, you know, Logic hit that slump, I think, of uh, people not liking his projects. And I think that affected him, too, and he brings it up. He, you know, talking about mental health and people, like, laughed at him. Yeah. Or, like, you know, he just felt the burnout and the pressure of everything, and that's one of the reasons why he was retiring before. Just a lot of stuff going on with his life. So I think that's affected the quality of the music as well, because he didn't feel inspired. Where with this is, even if you didn't necessarily think, like, certain songs had very creative bars or anything like that, overall, you could tell he really liked doing this. That's good. And I and that's where, I think that's where Logic shines the most, where, you, where I, like, you can feel his energy. Like, where you can actually feel the positive energy rather than him just saying, yeah, positive, everybody, good mood. Like, like he actually felt like he was in a good mood. Yeah. So I was like, good for you. I'm glad. Like, it was, it was good. It was good. I think my favorite track off the album is still Therapy Music, that one song I showed you. Yeah. Featuring Russ. <laughs> Russ actually wasn't that bad in it, so I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. So, yeah, I'll do a full review of it. I think I'm going to listen to it, like, you know, a few more times before then. And then I'm going to try to do, like, a track-by-track track just talk about it, and then I'll give it its overall ratings and stuff. Okay, nice. So this will be the first drink tasting that's not a game. Interesting. I mean, technically, episode zero was the Cowboy Bebop thing, but that was a special case. Yeah, so that was, that was a, a pilot. Yeah, and then, like, the last two I've done, I did one for uh, Arceus, and I did one for um, Triangle Strategy. That's right. Triangle Strategy got a pretty good, pretty good score. I think it got, like, the A-. minus. Nice. As I recall. So, yeah. Look forward to that the, the Friday after this episode comes out. And, uh... I hope you enjoy that. Also, uh, I want to say a big shout out to my my buddy Daniel. Uh, last Friday, we dropped an episode, uh, the second episode of Talks on the Rocks. He was the guest. It was a good time having him on. We talked about you know what he's been doing, like with work and uh, doing his uh, his musical stuff. You know, he's he's a he's a very creative guy, very talented dude, dancer, singer, very good singer. You know, acting, all that stuff. We talked anime, we talked games music taste and stuff like that we had a good time it was fun so check that check that interview out it was cool uh i think i've gotten to the point where i want to see how big of a streak of only interviewing black people i can get before <laughs> i interview someone that isn't black so i'm gonna try to get my buddy gabe on next time okay for, nice for nice the rock. like let's keep this black people streak going <laughs> and i don't know if you saw the thumbnail for talks on the rock i actually hadn't seen it yet i got modina to make a little doodle daniel <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> so I think every time when we have a guest on Talks on the Rocks, I'm gonna get Dina to make a little doodle for them. That's awesome. That way they'll they'll be like a little immortalized guests. Yeah. <laughs> they'll have their own little unique avatar for us. But 
that that's pretty much it for all the updates one last thing we got to talk about this will be quick we'll probably have more to talk about later down the line yeah uh before we recorded we watched uh essentially the first three episodes it was fused into one like hour and a half long thing yeah it was uh ruby ice queendom the ruby anime I have a lot of interesting thoughts, but I like how they're handling this AU. I mm-hmm. think I think we're gonna do spoilers. I think oh, yeah. we'll do spoilers. Yeah, yeah. If you want to watch it, it's on Crunchyroll. Yeah, and uh, it's on Rooster Teeth's uh, app, so you can you can check it out. Uh, first three episodes, it's, it's fused into like this hour and some minute long thing. Yeah, and you can just watch watch them all back to back to back. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I, I like I like what we saw for the most yeah. part. Uh, I have some issues. My issues are more so far technical things rather than like overall plot because it's still early. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, let's see where they go with it. I like some of the ideas they're doing. My things are more technical. There's a lot of like noticeable weird things going on with this. Yeah. So I think I'll start off with that before we get into like story stuff. I just want to say really quick because... Um, there's a lot of odd shots yeah, there really <laughs> in the is. show. The animation quality, it's not bad. It's pretty good, but it's odd how it's done. Yeah. you have um, scenes where they're just walking and talking, or maybe even running. Just things that are not fight scenes. Animation's okay. Kind of looks a little eh here and there. Like, you're like hmm. Yeah. Okay. But then it gets to a fight scene, and the fight scenes are animated very well. Like, I, like, like... Ex- like, the budget goes up. It's, like, yeah. very noticeable it, when it, it gets into an action scene. It's definitely, like... I feel like they're saving a lot of the budget for later because it does feel like they're, like, oh, you know what Ruby is. You remember this part. You remember mm-hmm. this part. And then, like, I'm hoping some of the stuff that they show us is actually in this... Um, what We'll get to what I, it's going to go, probably. But, mm-hmm. like, Sun and Penny better be in it or else I'd be, like, why are we seeing these parts Sweet. again? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what was the point? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. so th- it's kind of weird like that, so it's kind of jarring. So I know at first people are going to be like, oh, this is animated very well. When you get to that first fight scene with, with Weiss, she has the first fight scene of the show. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, this looks pretty clean. And like, <laughs> it, 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 it's strangely like, okay, in place, I prefer the original animation. Mm-hmm. When they're talking the, the, and standing and mm-hmm. moving. But I feel like with the 2d animation it's so fluid with their you can really see the twirls like when when weiss twirls with her semblance it's just kind of like her spinning Mm -hmm. but with this like you see like her skirt like Like all the movement she's like bent like this with her sword it's crazy yeah it looks it looks really cool so i was just like okay odd but i i I feel it yeah i'm with it uh and that'll probably change um one other thing i want to touch on oh (laughs) There's some, like, scene transitions that are just off. <laughs> like, it was, like, weirdly off. The most noticeable one was during the last episode. There's this, oh, we're going to stop this little raid fight right here. And Blake jumps in. And then they do a normal, like, cutaway to other characters, what they're doing. That's fine. Okay, cool. Cutaway scene. It comes back. And they're, like, hinting at, like, you know, Penny being powerful. They didn't show Penny fighting, but... They show her putting all her knives away, and she's she's like walking, and there's like fire and destruction behind her. And you're like, yeah. okay, still fine with the transition. You're like, I remember that scene, but mm-hmm. I imagine someone who doesn't know is like, what the fuck's going on? But 
it, I'm still okay with that because it's kind of like hyping up Penny. Like, oh, yeah. what happened? Yeah. The thing where it gets weird is okay, so that happens, and then it's a scene of like Ruby and Sun and Blake just kind of standing there watching her walk up. But I was just like. Sun and Ruby weren't there like two seconds ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, why are they all of a sudden standing next to each other? What? And then there's another cut. And at first, I think Weiss and Yang are showing up at the same time with all the fire going on. But that's not when they showed up. The scene changed again. Yeah. And the team, when Weiss and Yang show up, are sitting on fucking boxes somewhere. And they're like, oh, hey, guys. I'm like, when did this happen? Yeah. <laughs> it was like they, they... It was just like weird jumpy cuts. They put two episodes of Ruby into about 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. It was kind of wild. And I was just like, huh? 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 What happened to the fire? I didn't establish that they left the burning dock. Yeah. It just moved on immediately. And yeah. that, it was just weird. Yeah. It, and it made me uncomfortable. And it's something like we know what happens because we watched Ruby, but mm-hmm. like... It really is looking outside in, like you're just like, wait, what the fuck is? Yeah, happening? you gotta direct and do these shots of your show a little better. Yeah, <laughs> it was just weird. It was just so weird. I will give them the benefit of the doubt that they're just trying to rush through this. To yeah, get so to... like, like we'll see what because you were saying in future episodes that might not be the case because it it looks like we're getting some very different plot things I'm, going on. I'm happy with how they're handling it. I was like, oh, alternate universe, okay, sure, but I'm just like, oh, like. It's so far, so far dealt, built in a way where it's like it almost could be canon. Mm-hmm. We just didn't notice those weird marks, and this just happened one day. Yeah. Um. Basically, it's like, so we see this crack on Weiss's neck, and then we Ooh, see it on, on John's, John's neck. And it's like, what's going on uh, here? And before that, we got introduced to a new original character to Queen- Ice Queendom. Their name is, uh, I think it was uh, Shinon or something like that. Cool design. They have a really good design. Non-binary character, which is why we're using the they, them. Uh, Yeah, Shion. Shion Zayden. And they are what's called a nightmare hunter. And essentially what they do is they fight Grimm that possess people and like kind of haunt them in their dreams. Yeah. And that's why that person is around. And then that's what explains the cracks in the neck. So because it's like latching to them. Yeah, they're infected. And it seems to uh, infect people like who have like these kind of like strong, more negative emotions. So, you know, Weiss is, if this is early Weiss. They just joined Beacon. So she's going through her like, moody girl attitude phase yeah. and, like eh. and it's fun that we got to see like so basically the first episode of ice of ice queendom is basically the the trailers mm-hmm. for the first season yeah red 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 yellow. yeah red white black yellow. yellow yeah um we get to see that those stories unfold but it mainly kind of focuses on weiss's whole time and you just kind of are like damn you remember like how shitty her fucking family is yeah her dad sucks ass yeah fuck that guy the only good one was winter winter was just kind of hard on her yeah they did uh change a little bit of winter which i thought was funny (laughs) you'll see it when you see it but uh i was just like oh shit okay 
Cool, but, cool, 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 cool. You know, I, I ain't about to be negative. <laughs> Let's just say they, 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 oh, no. they, 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 they gave her a little bit of some yang on her. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway. Glenda, too. I'm very <laughs> interested on... Cause, so, John, because he doesn't really have a semblance... Uh, and his aura is weak. Gets taken by this nightmare first, and it's just and he's you know because he's bummed, it's not just, confident. It's just a simple little nightmare of him like a little kid in a, in a little pajamas yeah. crying, and you know they need to they need to inception John. <laughs> this is yes. basically inception. Yeah, they do incept. They go into his dream. So so uh, Shion has like a little dream catcher thing. With it's, like a, a, it's a paddle ball. With a paddle ball. <laughs> it's a paddle ball. Ryan calls it a paddle ball dream catcher. I think it's just string attached to a dream but catcher. But there's a ball at the end. She's a, or they're like, it's like a fishing line. <laughs> I know. I was gonna not, say. Uh, <laughs> I know. I was gonna say. Oh, it's a dream catcher fishing line. But then the string came from the middle, and there was a ball at the end, and they were waving it, and it was going boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, it's a fucking paddle ball. Nope. It's a paddle ball. <laughs> it's a fucking paddle ball. <laughs> Watch yeah. the next time they have it, they're gonna go like dum dum dum. But Shion helps them get in, and uh, they very quickly save John. So cool. You know, John's okay. He's still got his little strategy thing going on. He just needs to get that aura in check. You know, yeah. typical early John story. Yeah. Then we hear from um, from Shion. Oh yeah! Thank goodness he was uh, he was weak, and this thing happened so early. It would be bad if someone was really powerful yeah, and it like just sat there and manifested. Stronger aura, it. developed semblance. Yeah, it's... stronger emotions, and throughout that fucking day, Weiss <laughs> was going through a lot of emotions: angry, sad, and crying. She kept having Kingdom Hearts visions. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So the episode three and the pretty much these events end with Weiss in the room she turns she sees another Weiss oh. what's going on it's similar to what happened when Johnny saw another John yeah except this Weiss looks way more manifested the, the fake John looked more ghostly yeah because he wasn't as like gripped so this one gets Weiss because he's all entangled in it's like viney tentacle yeah. things it, it's it's getting enveloped in the stand like Holly yeah yeah, <laughs> essentially. So then uh, the episode ends. You're just like, oh, all right. So they're going to have to Inception Ice Queendom. So now I know what it, why it's called Ice Queendom. She is the queen. We're going to see Queen Weiss just kind of like taking charge. I wonder if it's going to be like everybody goes in or if it's going to be just Team Ruby and all the other people are characters. Like Pyrrha probably works for Weiss because she was so sought after Pyrrha. Oh, that's true, that's true, that's true. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, I'm kind of excited for it now. Yeah. We watched it, we watched it sub too, the dub's not out yet. Yeah, which I'm kind of fine with. Yeah, sub was cool. Yeah. I do miss the original voices, but I realize I really like Japanese Ruby's voice. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. Oh, we'll eventually watch the dub when the dub does come out. Just, yeah. You know, to see. To support the OGs. The OG, triple OG. And also, because I want to see, because I know a lot of Beacon characters are coming back. They haven't been there in, like, six volumes. A lot of them are going to have to change their voice actors. Namely, all the professors. So, it's theorized that because two of the three, no Ublek, but we got the other guy and we got Glinda. Um, Glinda could still be the same, but, um, yeah, definitely... 
because so, people are no longer part of Rooster Teeth. Mm. They, those voice actors are not there. So I'm interested who's going to replace um, James Ryan Haywood, uh, Child Predator, as the <laughs> voice actor yep, for that, that professor. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to beat her on the bush. If I'm going to bring up the guy, I'm going to say that James Ryan Haywood is a child predator. Yep, yep, yes, sir. Yes, sir. That. But yeah, Ice, Ice Queendom, it was pretty interesting. Yeah. I'm excited to see what they have going for it. And we'll see how it unfolds and how it unravels and how it deals with stuff. Yeah. And hopefully those awkward, janky shots aren't around. <laughs> that shit was so noticeable. It was, like, painfully noticeable. It wasn't like, oh, you know what I just realized? It was just like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why did we instantly just do that? <laughs> it definitely... I, Because I, it, it kind of reminded me of, like... It's a great episode. It's not nowhere near as bad as it, but it reminds me of the first episode of Brotherhood. Like, even though it's like its own standalone episode, it is kind of like, uh, yeah, here's this character. Yeah, here's this yeah. character. Oh, it has oh, a lot going on. Yeah. But at least with like with Brotherhood's first episode, that's kind of intentional. Yeah. It's kind of just like drop in. Okay, and now we're going to break it down. Yeah, exactly. Whereas it, with this, is just like, yeah, I think it is what you were saying. They're just kind of trying to like get through that so they can get to their unique storyline like yeah. you know this intro let's just yeah because it's like it's hard to be like how do we introduce new people to the concept of this in a couple episodes when maybe we're only given 12 i think it's like maybe only 12 yeah it's probably one of the, it's probably a shorter like season or mini series or whatever they're doing with it i'd be down if they did more side stories in this animation and maybe improve it a little more mm -hmm. i agree i agree i agree like, it was it was fun like going back and seeing like the old story again just with like you know a 2d animation style a, a cool a cool second one that they could do is like a little side part of when um team uh, ranger <laughs> oh, yeah. is walking down the yellow brick road maybe like they encounter a town and they help the people or something like i don't know you could just you could do a lot there's like a lot of time in ruby where it's just like yeah and then they walked and it's been like a couple months and then they walked yeah Oh, yeah. They got to the other kingdom. Where's that? The other side of the continent. How'd they get there? Well, they either flew there in an airship or they walked. Jesus. I love that show, but it's it's fucking goofy. So I'm excited for this round of goofiness. Yeah. I'm like, we got Dreamcatcher paddle balls inceptioning people with a with a with a plant grim. By the way, it's like a plant. Yeah, instead of an animal. It, it's a, they're throwing I some interesting even, I stuff. I never even thought about, like, Grimm's only being based off animals until yeah. like this. I was like, you know what? They are, huh? Yeah. Never even thought about that. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. It, it's, it's caught our attention. Huh. But it hasn't grasped my curiosity. So, <laughs> so you know how there's, like, Grimm or, an, or animals and there's Faunus? So, because there's plant Grimm, do you think there's Floris? I, I kind of would not be okay with that. <laughs> like a flower person popped up. I'd be like, oh, fucking Zetsu. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> That's too. It's too deep for more. We don't need more races of people. We already got gods yeah, and genies. Like, I'm I'm fine with the 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 variation, grim. Yeah, we do already have fucking genies. <laughs> God, dude, there's fucking genies in and fucking Ruby, bro. Oh my God, we've met two. Ruby is a mess. I there's supposed to be like fucking four of them, aren't they? Yeah. God, 
there's two whole ass other genies. We have we met. Yeah, we have met two. Yeah. I'm I, going to Ruby Ruby. I'm still wondering where the fuck the beacon relic is. Yeah. <laughs> where the fuck is that thing? I'm wondering where the fuck they are for volume nine. <laughs> where the fuck is volume nine so I can see where they fell? Well, for any Ruby fans still <laughs> listening, RTX is happening um, in July, early July, I believe. Like first couple, I think July first. I don't, I don't know. I love that company. Don't pay attention to things, but. Um, they will be. They've been hinting, and not hinting. They've been stating that they're going to finally give some information on Volume Nine with some, with some stuff. So like, I expect I a trailer. To, a nigga needs to know. I expect a trailer that isn't like, let's watch everybody die through Ruby's eyes and then be quiet for like six months. Yeah, <laughs> like it's so crazy. Where the fuck did they fall? Oh my god. Like I've been wanting to know. Yeah, like, it, I, they did. They really hooked us in with that. They fell, and I was like, oh, but they're not dead. Oh, where'd they go? Oh, it's a beach? Yeah, when they all started falling, I was like, oh, they're not dead. Yeah. <laughs> it was very possible with Had us, me Yang. fucking yucked up real quick that was, Yang. That I was, was like, you got me mad this fucked is How long ago Ruby last aired? That was in the early stages of me joining this podcast. That was one of the earlier episodes. Oh, yeah. And you were pissed off after. I was so mad, bro. I was like, what the fuck, bro? All the fucking people, bro. And then they all fell. I was like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> they're not killing their cats. And they're making cats. They're good. They could. They're not going to do it. No. Not yet. <laughs> but, um, I think that wraps it up. Yeah. I think so. Good times. Well, um, I got one more thing to say though. Okay. Chorizo, S tier. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. I don't have anything to add to that. All right, cool. <laughs> Breakfast, nigga. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good night, y'all. <laughs> Okay, now someone told me when it's coming That I could be your plushie, cuddle up with you or something A weighty blanket, sipping chocolate, neck and go be A crunchy roll, get cozy, my little story, what we watching I know that you ain't wanna start the combo I see the way you look at me, the fireworks been starting Ruby, red cheeks, roasting marshmallows, how I think it's like it But Tashi, Niwa, Goku, I 